Welcome back to the Risk Report. This is episode number 53. And today I am joined by a special friend. You might know him from uh, back in the day, MTV's Are You the One? But since then, he's done countless modeling jobs, uh, working at Target. You might you might see him in one of those Target ads up there, fucking when you're buying a shirt. Uh, and also uh, the Pacino commercials. My good friend, Tyler O'Brien. Thank you for joining how we 53. doing, bro? Hmm? You said 53. 53 what? 50, you said this is episode 53? This is episode 53, yeah. And so is that like off of um, like in total like all the ones you've ever done? Yeah, exactly. Holy Even shit. the solo ones, I'll, you know, I'm this podcast, 53. I would do a ton of solo stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, but even the, the guests are kind of starting to rack up too. And I'm doing uh, one on Friday to, you know. Yeah, Friday with Lorenzo, so that'll be a good one too. Oh shit! So yeah, this this week's getting hit heavy with uh, with the guests, which is good because the last couple of weeks I haven't put out too many podcasts. I slowed it down. How's Lorenzo doing? He's doing good, bro. Apparently they're uh, so they had to move out of their old spot, and I helped. Yeah, so? No, uh, a studio spot. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I helped them move out of there and put everything in a storage, and then I think they said they found a new spot to. Uh, to put the studio in somewhere here, I believe in Boca, oh. for around the same price. So I'm excited for them to open that, and I can start recording. I got a ton of shit I want to record now. But oh, yeah, yeah, he's been good. They're still at the Casa spot. They are. They are still at the Casa dude, spot. No dude. way. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They love that place, dude. No way. Yeah. Sometimes I think to myself, if only we never left there. Sometimes I think about that. You know what I mean? I'm like, if it's a, it's a shitty way to think. I keep finding myself in that position where I'm always like, in hindsight, like playing that if because it's not conducive to even have that like way of thought. You know what I mean? Because you can't do anything about it. And it's like a waste of energy to even think like that. But sometimes like I'll like drive by there and I'll just think of like, damn. Yeah. I mean, it was it was good times there, man. Yeah, I mean, no, we... you were right. You were completely right. It's just like, I don't know. Just when we were around, it was just like, I don't know. It just you felt like when you walked through that place, you just felt like, ah, this is a, this is for a- sure, man. It was like haunted, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It was ours was haunted by that fucking yeah. little girl, you know. Um, so many, memories yeah. To the man. to the audience who's listening, we got you know we've been we lived together for numerous years, you know, in our in our early mid twenties mm-hmm. up until now, pretty much. Yeah, and so we've been through spot from spot to spot and uh yeah that casa del rio was definitely a you know prime early 20s <laughs> spot <laughs> uh boca boca winds was just preparing us for that i liked boca winds though man that was i mean it's just dude, this guy is an animal yeah this guy we got the glory kickboxing on and this guy is the heavyweight champ of the world in glory kickboxing this fucking guy to the right Holy if you could man. believe it or not i think he's 30 something yeah, at least you are. Yeah. Was 30. 
Huh? These are the heavyweights, I believe. Jesus, yeah, he just he, sleeps he, people. Yeah, everybody. Look at that. <laughs> just dude, he weighs like two two forty five. He weighs like two forty five, and he doesn't. He's not even like. Look at the guy he's fighting, and look at him. Jeez, man, it's like yeah, that's the guy from Rocky, right? The Russian guy oh, from Rocky. Oh, this is the done. guy that he's comes done. out to techno. He's done. <laughs> he comes out to techno, run it out like. I swear to God, like they've never fought in their lives, dude. He. He just, they don't even put up their hands. Look at this so guy. Just it's, taking it. it's tremendous. Like this glory kickboxing, I put it on. And, um, <laughs> no, this looks like to this, me, this looks like a guy who was like, <laughs> who like was like a pro fighter, like could had the potential to be like a professional. These are boxer. all pros. This is a pro. And it this looks is a to pro me thing. like some guys that like box in like their fucking garage and do like training. And because, dude, no, this is like the UFC of kickboxing. Like really? this is like the, the national about, kickboxing. Their hands right up. They're not even defending themselves. These guys just smack Dude, because he hits so goddamn hard. And so <laughs> they'll they'll show doing? they'll show like right now they're showing uh ultimate knockouts pretty much, but they'll show like uh a marathon of like the dude that was there that was fighting last. They'll show like his marathon and him just defending like twenty fights and just knocking people out, bro. And they're they're all like crazy fucking good. I mean, these guys are and then here's the craziest thing about this glory kickboxing. They fight twice in one night. You know, we were watching It's like tournament UFC style. Thing. We were watching some UFC thing at the house. And it's, I think it was like a, it's a thing like Warrior where like it was like a competition that like they fight through like the night. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I mean, they used to have more of those tournaments, you know. Um, One of my, uh, this is why these guys have like such crazy records of like 69 and, and 10 or something like that. You're like, how the fuck? They're fighting twice in one night. You know how hard that was. You gotta, you gotta watch uh, the new season of the Ultimate Fighter. It's a little, uh, it's a little dull. Oh it's, yeah, I've been watching it. I watched it so today. Scrappy, Scrappy's one of my friends. He's, uh, he lives with. Um, and who's Scrappy? Dustin. He fought last night. Oh, the guy with the uh, white hair, yellow hair. No, 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 the one that, the other one. The one that got knocked out. Yeah, he, he didn't really get knocked though. He wasn't like slept, but he was like oh, he got stunned. He got he got dropped, TKO, yeah, and then and then he got knee. Yeah, he he actually you you watched before that the the beach fucking scene where he was going through the the area where he lives. That was Palmetto Beach. No, I I literally I skip through every every Wednesday when it comes out on Hulu. <laughs> I, I don't skip blame you, dude. I skip tough. through all of you. the reality TV show and I just watch the fight. That's yeah. what I'm there for. Yeah, Let so me watch the fight. So if you go a little bit before that, if you watch his like thing up to it, he was up in Palmetto, Spanish Rivers. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, he, he lives. He, dude, we go out to the yeah. He's out there. He's well, you got to think. think a patty. You got to think these guys. They train out of here, man. Right here is like yeah. the the hotbed. You know, Dustin Poirier is training out of here. You know All these weird, guys dude? at Sanford MMA. I see. I'd seen Gilbert Burns. You know, walking out right here you know outside what's my weird, house, though, man. When I first moved here, like because uh, when I was up in Mass. I uh I went to I was an American top team over there um for a year or two and then I went to uh South Shore Sports Fighting because uh, a few of my buddies were over there which it was right by my house so I moved when I moved down here I was like I'm gonna go do some jujitsu and Muay Thai at American Top Team gym so I remember like I was looking around and this was 2012 and I remember I only found like two i found like yeah. two gyms and like one of them was in boynton and it was like dude because it's it so you gotta think it's hitting more of uh but now it's dude now they're every now there's combat club because there's also like the there's champs like, are training yeah now here. everyone's here but i remember back then i was thinking to myself i was looking for a boxing gym and there was only like one there and barons went there for a little bit and then it closed down 
And I just remember thinking, like, damn, like the fight team must be in Miami, but it's not yeah. up here on this boat at Del Rey yeah. area. But dude, now it's it's everywhere here. Here's bro. the thing with that forward. is that it's you know, it's just kind of starting to blow up in 2012, 2013. It was still wasn't there yet, you know, right? It was like there for kids like us, because we were like 15, 16 watching the UFCs and you know, yeah. that type of shit. And then there was like this, I don't know, like 2012, it started really growing, growing. 2016, 2015, when Conor McGregor came in, I think that completely uh, expanded the like viewers. And so then you got more people viewing the UFC and MMA and then the credentials of the guys that are all fighting. They're all a lot of gyms, you know, started popping up out here. And so, yeah, they're out here, man. It's crazy. I've been thinking about, but I want to do boxing. I don't really want to roll around and, you know, yeah, I you don't have to do jujitsu. Have some guy in a gi, like you know, straddling. You can, yeah, but the, Muay Thai would be way more cool. Yeah, Muay Thai because yeah. like that guy, that champ. If you watch, he took down a guy by just giving him a. He hit him with a leg kick. Yeah, and the guy went down. That kind of like level of kicking. That's only like that's achieved by doing Muay Thai. Like yeah, so Muay Thai. I was straight out of Thailand. These guys, they train, they strengthen up their shins by kicking. Yeah, trees. these guys are like, so like judo, guys, taekwondo, like, yeah, karate, even kicks, man. Like I remember there was a guy back when I was home. Well, back in mass it's not even home anymore but i remember this guy he was a muay thai fighter that spent like years out in thailand training and i remember like he would throw these kicks against the pads there was a kid one time he held up the pads he kicked the pads <laughs> so hard hit him in the face knocked him out oh yeah 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 just from the you pad miss, like, like that. hitting him like i was like imagine that level of that kick that force yeah. comes straight at you dude that's knocks people yeah the dude, fuck out i mean yeah back. that's a that's dangerous power it definitely would be good to learn how to kick like that but I just want to fucking, I don't know, go box, you know, keep it simple. Just the hands, you know what I mean? I guess Patty's fighting that dude, Lil Xan. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess like a, thing. Like like a, so get this shit, Like though. one of those triller things? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, I, I, apparently that's happened. That's what he was saying to me. But, you know, um, there's this guy, uh, I got I to gotta show you. There's, this, there's a few pro boxers that are from here in Boca, right? And they all... They every time I see them, they all like are really tight with Josh, because I guess like it's called Boca Pal. I guess it was a place for people like that could go box for free and they could train for free here. So they, there was that's a what lot I of, need like, to go to. Yeah, I, I don't know. It might. I think it might still be, but like I guess like now it got like some coverage where I don't know who I don't know what the scenario was. I haven't seen it, but apparently some pro fighter was there and like someone went to clown him or some shit. But like it went viral. But now Boca Pal is like. Uh, it's going viral a few times. Like I guess a lot of pro fighters pop pop up there, mm-hmm. but it used to be a place when you didn't have the money to train. Yeah, that you could like go there. So it was like a lot of like, you know, like kind of like the you know, aka like, me, like middle right? to lower <laughs> class like kind of like gym. But apparently, uh, what was I going to say? Apparently, like Josh used to go there through his like childhood, and all these guys that went pro here that are like legitimate is like fuck. When we go out and we see them. They all, when we're like chilling with them, they all talk about how good Josh was. Yeah, that they talk well, about you him. need you need to think, man. I mean, so now because they didn't, they probably Josh see they probably time. see him like, you know, uh, well, you know, they they, they, they know what he could have been. Well, they know what he could have been if he yeah. if he didn't stop, right? And you got to think, like, how many people are really trying out to be fighters, right? So you yeah. got to think how many people are really trying to go train at a gym to go get an amateur fight. So then you weed people out that way, right? You get in there, you got the guys that really want to do it. Then you start weeding out that competition and seeing, you know, 
if you're if you're worthy about it or not. You know, I, I just think it just keeps narrowing, narrowing and down until you become professional. I would imagine. I would. I feel like also like I think uh, I don't know if it was Scrappy story that it was like because I always had this back in the back of my mind of like like uh, of like that whole like kind of storyline. I bet a lot of these people they would like they went in there were training and then like took an amateur fight just for the hell of it. Yeah, dominated it, and then we're like, "Oh, I wow, guarantee, I'm good at this. I'm I guarantee." Good at this. Yeah, going going. exactly. Like, I bet Connor was like in that same way. Like he probably like kind of went into it, and like, yeah. "All right, we'll try one," and then like realized he was really fucking good. That's why and I was like, "That's right, why I want to try it, dude." Because you don't know, you don't know until you try it. I, well, here's the thing: is I've tried fighting before many times, and I've fucking done very, very well, not knowing anything really other than just like what I knew from wrestling, but also just watching fights since a young age. Right. And what my dad taught me and, and shit like that. But I think, I think like there's a little, and, and I weigh nothing, like, dude, yeah. I weigh nothing. I could fucking go into a little weight class and not have to fight these giant six foot men. You know, I could just fight dudes my size and I feel like it'd be, it'd be tight. You know, you got these dudes like, like Nate Diaz, who like can just take an absolute beating and not get slept. Like, I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how, so yeah. I mean that's just in your genetics, I guess. It has to yeah. be right to be able to like withstand like that level of <laughs> yeah, those level of blows to your fucking yeah. jaw and still yeah. be standing. Like yeah, because that's a that's a reaction that you can't even control, man. Like, right. like that's like a thing. Like like some people could like take those hits, and some people just glass jaw. Like yeah, I you know, some what. people are just too conscious to to be unconscious, and maybe that's what it is. And like, but you know, you look at a thing like that. When somebody thrown that kick to Nate Diaz, right? No, yeah. you know who's thrown a spinning even, back leg kick to the fucking face. But even then, know? look at that, like that kick, like that hit. Like, right, that's like not Nate, gonna Nate, sleep he's, him. He's standing through that. That's not gonna sleep him. I mean, it's all, he can take the punches. Yeah, it's craziness. That's like another thing. It's like you don't know until you're in the situation where you're like taking a punch like that. If like some of these guys are too tough, with. too tough for their own good, man. You yeah, know, he's yeah, just giving himself he's, brain damage. He's just covered in blood, and he's still just like going through it. Like, i mean you gotta fucking sad. respect it though that's crazy right yeah oh uh, these guys are fucking nasty yeah yeah so that yeah man so cool. definitely go check go check out something around here some sort of boxing gym i've been i've been looking for it they opened up this place called combat club here in uh boca it's off motto i think it looks uh it looks like the real deal man and they have like some sort of deal like some like really good deal because they just opened up their yeah. other one thing is in delray they opened it up recently and there's like pros and like a lot of like big names attached to it. Yeah. It looks like the real deal from what I saw anyway. Yeah. Like I just got to walk in there, man. <laughs> got to fucking walk you in there. You the teacher from Warrior. Fucking hard teacher. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty out. much right. I'm fucking teaching. Well, you know, it's like. Got the girl. She's blonde as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll. Uh, losing the house. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, I need money and. You know, I would definitely be down to train and work out and cool. so get a get a, a solid pay. Set up a fight. We'll get some- Dude, honestly, and I've been thinking about it too this way. It's like if I train, I know I have the confidence within myself that I could be, you know, all right at it. I would totally be down to do one of those triller fights and fucking, you know, just be like musician fighting a fucking amateur boxer and i'll fucking go out Dude, there with a guy my size for? go train bro that's i gotta do it yeah why wouldn't it you? really it really could open the fucking door if i just knock somebody clean out but on the drawback if i get knocked the fuck out <laughs> not many people are gonna want to check out my shit you don't know until you just send it man you just go train yeah. to you know have a fight 
and they're all down here, man. I've yeah. been seeing a lot of weird signs. I don't know if they're signs, but you know, like the the best uh, jujitsu from New York, uh, John Donaher, they moved to Puerto Rico. Fucking um, what's his face? Uh, Jake Paul, the Paul brothers, right? They're they're from down here and shit. They're always down here. They moved to Puerto Rico to train. And so it's like, I don't know. I just looked at like at those things like that could be silly, but I'm fucking from Puerto Rico, you know, like Puerto Rican boxers are very real. You know what I mean? Like they've done a lot of work in boxing. So I don't know. Yeah. But then you get slept like that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a weird picture. It draws a perfectly Uh, heel too. Yeah. Look at it. We just yeah. crumbled up like a ball well what about aside from boxing how about things that uh preserve your face how's the modeling going oh man um i mean to be honest with you i like i feel i feel like uh you know I've, obviously i was thrown into it in a way i wasn't really you know i didn't go into it with like the wasn't premeditated like i'm gonna do this as a source of income but i think um you know the thing about modeling is and a lot of people talk to me about it they all want to get signed and Funny thing is, like every guy that I know that has like a decent look, he like looks at me and goes, "Oh, you can do it." So I definitely can. Like, well, like you know, basically, like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check out the agencies," and then they don't get in. But I like, but I remember, I I find myself having the conversations with guys that talk about it with me that the older guys used to have with me back when I was in my early twenties, and it was like, "Hey, man, like, don't don't make this like your, uh, you know, your main like site." You know what I mean? Like, don't put your like focus your energy solely on this, like. It's not worth it. And the reality of it is maybe if you're in New York, like Rudy, I'm sure I know he's doing pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, maybe if you're out there, maybe I think just New York, really, maybe I doubt LA has that kind of money in modeling, but male modeling, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not, it's something for me. Like, obviously I just want to act, you know, unfortunately there's not film incentives here. So a lot of stuff isn't filmed here. Um, I did do a, uh, I was on set for a Netflix um, pilot kind of recently. Um, I'm on the I'm on the route of trying to make that whole film idea happen. I have a lot of good names attached to it right now, but the modeling for me, what I'm trying to say is, I take it when it comes because I'm not gonna say no to a check. And I'm modeling. I'm taking pictures, so like, yeah. it's not like I'm like fucking landscaping or doing right. construction. You know, I'm, I'm I'm in a in a place taking pics. You know, chilling, making probably just as much money. You know, when it hits, but it's so rare, far in between when it hits that it's like for for you to be a a grown man going, you know, if, like if anyone asks me what I do, I don't tell them I'm a model. You know what I mean? But like, right. if you're like, there's no one should aspire to like model. <coughs> it's like you, if you're an actor, it's like, yeah, you take the modeling gigs as, as they come as right. a source of income. But even then it's like, it's like that kind of whole train of thought, even just acting <coughs> all that. It's like, it's the same thing as like, you know, going for like a pro, you know, pro ball or being a fighter or something like that. It's like, you could easily kind of settle, take that full-time job, right? have that like security. And, you know, I, I struggle with that every day. I look at people like Ian and I look at people like, like, uh, like Ram, Dave, uh, you name it, like that whole like circle over here, Barons. Right. Um, I mean, Jake's doing real estate, but same kind of thing. I could have easily done real estate. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had those books like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's like, I, I look at that and I go, you know, it's a, you could take those like things, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's a huge risk. It's a huge fucking risk. Um, but what do you have to lose? You know, you know what, what I mean? you have to exactly. It's, it's like, like to me, huge risks also have huge rewards. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to things like 
what you want to do with your life since what you want to do is acting and yeah you got you know you you get these modeling gigs and that's that helps pay you know yeah when, just, you, when you need it and yeah but it's also opening the doors to who you might meet what producers what photographers might know you know whoever who mm -hmm. might see you in an ad that might want to go you know what i think you'd be great for this character just look wise right and so that's i'm sure that, that could open up doors for that's acting the, that's the yeah, that's that's sort of the recurring thing that i'm finding in any sort of it's not just a lesson i've learned in that business but i think it's just in general with any business it's it's just doing right by people that do right by you mm -hmm. and you know i've done i do a lot of work i'm reoccurring like you see me with the the target ads like the commercials pacinos yeah. you see me like yeah no you've been you've set. been I shoot, getting a lot more work i shoot I, a I've lot noticed. i shoot a lot and i'm about to say that i mean personally i feel like it could be more money but i mean yeah. it's you know it's 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 good but the the only reason i shoot that much is because i built these relationships with the people that right. are, that own these brands right and they they fuck with me yeah and like pacino has only happened because the guy fucks with me he yeah. literally he literally after i after i shot the first time with him i didn't know it was he was the guy that owned it he just showed mm -hmm. up at target when we were shooting a commercial he was kind of sitting there in the back kind of like looking dapper as hell in a full three-piece suit some mm -hmm. shades on he could tell you somebody but i you know i didn't know i didn't know who he was and uh sure enough we start chopping it up we're there in the store for an extra hour and that ended up evolving to him uh asking me to go to lunch with him and the team and he ultimately was trying to make me a an offer to like work like for the brand and i you know like i said before i, I try not to be in hindsight but I kind of was like, ah, you know, I'm trying to do this acting modeling thing. I don't know if I could commit like to like a nine to five thing. And, you know, realistically, maybe I could have. God knows what would have went with that route. I'm not going to sit here and say with any regrets. But he, 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 it was the point where the guy was literally like, hey, like, you know, if you want to get in like, like product development and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we just build a, you know, have a friendship with the guy. And he, uh, yeah, he's been, it's been good for me. Um, yeah, I can't complain. You know, that that's the same thing. It's like these brands that I continuously shoot with, I'm not getting that's not my agency. That's not anybody else. That's me. That's they call me myself and they go, Hey, they text me, what are you doing this day? You know, and uh and like even like I did a I did a Cuba Vera at the Periellis International thing with campaign. Like we're mm -hmm. talking to campaign rate that that like that kind of money is more than like I don't know, three or four Pacino shoots. Right. And that was for one day and well, shit, man. I mean, that, that, you, you, you got to build those relationships. That, that booked it. That booked it. I did a, uh, I did a few runway things for like Sax, and I think, uh, I think he was the guy that organized the one for uh, for Dolce and Gabbana. And me and him were like, you know, we were cool. So he, he personally was like, you know, when he went to my agency, he didn't even like really look at anything. He was like, oh, there's yeah. no Tyler's on your board. I'm taking yeah. them. So it's just a business in general. You know, I've seen that from that's, my friends. I mean, that's the type of industry too. You know, yeah. it also goes with the type of industry. And but any any industry really, it's like if you just if you just keep in good relationships with people, it's like it's like you do good work. A obviously, but B, it's like you know, yeah, you get the respect, and you like you know, you do right by people, and they're gonna you know they'll reciprocate that. Not always, but mm -hmm. you know, you build good relationships just like friendships. It's yeah. like in business, same kind of thing. For sure, but uh, but ultimately the modeling stuff, I'm not in the. Uh, my mind has shifted. Um, Michael said to me the other day, he was like, "Hey man, he's like, you're." He was saying to me like, "I think that the show set you back like four years or something like, that, like three or four years, as far as like how you like you were supposed to be like going about shit." And I think it put you in like a temporary like kind of just pause 
and just fucked yourself up for a little bit. And that was his opinion as a close friend of mine that's right. been with me the whole thing. But in a way, I can agree. But right. I think with that said, my mind has recently shifted from I don't want to be the I don't want to be the the guy marketing. I don't want to be the guy that's doing your your pictures and shit or like. Or like, you know, I have like a Chic Hydro and Express and all them. Like they call, they hit me up and they're like, hey, can you create the content, post the content, da-da-da, do all this and we'll pay you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm doing the marketing aspect for all these other companies. It's like I'm, my mind shifting to I need to start my own companies. Yeah, I need to have my own product. I need to have that. And I built like and be on the other end of that. Like I could market for myself, but I could also get other people to do it. So I'm thinking more entrepreneurial than anything else now. Yeah. You, know, you know, I'm just, it just, well, it yeah. just all takes time, you know, yeah. even with the building of relationships and, and making your own, you know, that's what I'm always trying to do as well as just figure out, you know, being an entrepreneur and creating new things and having new ideas. And, you know, I got to the place where I wanted to be, but now it's like, I want to grow from that too. You know what I mean? 100%. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, but I want to go higher with it. So I completely understand and with anybody in any field, I guess it, it definitely, we all go through those periods, but fuck, that's the mid twenties life, right? That's us going through, through late twenties now is 27. You just fucking had your birthday, right? Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a thing. 27. Yeah, like, it's new, man. It's like, it's like, you're looking at, you know, mid to late twenties, you're looking at all the people around you that play like the safe bet, you know, they're all like, you know, not, not speaking of it in a negative way or anything. It's just something that I, I obviously have stayed away from doing, but you see all these people that married, you know, fucking having families, you know, taking that full-time job, but basically everyone that I grew up with is all like doing that. All my, almost all my exes and you can't, everyone of my exes is married now. Well, you can't fault people for that, you know, because at the same time, it's like uh, not saying that you're faulted people, but, you know, some people just have different aspirations, right? And yeah. uh, but that's the weird thing being in like your twenties and being outside of that because right. it's like you're watching all of these people do that, and it makes you kind of look at yourself. Yeah, and you go, for sure. Is 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 this what I'm supposed to be doing? Especially when you're like in the middle, you know, of of yeah. these two realms, I guess, of the possibility of what could be if you yeah. achieve this, or the possibilities of what you could have if you play it safe, right? Because ultimately, what I think is really but, cool but about... Here, let me finish this. Oh, on, no. My bad. Um, but, uh, you know, if you play it safe, playing it safe is always going to be there. Yeah. So you can always do it later and just play it safe later and achieve what you want to achieve now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, what I think is, like, the coolest thing about it, especially, like, even the idea of, like, doing a podcast like this is, like, we're in a period of time now, right? That we could ultimately look back on, play back, and go, yeah, you know, because like whatever happens in the future from here, like, hey, best case scenario, it all works out just like that. Then you could kind of go back and you sit down, you can listen to this. I'm sure, say, say hypothetically, you, you you do the fighting thing and it all works out. It's like you can access a period of time before you knew all of that, and you could literally listen to yourself with, uh, without that. It's like, hey, yeah. same thing on like my end. It's like you know, and and mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not faulting anybody or saying anything negative about like the lifestyle choice of like right. no. of like you know doing all that in like early twenties and the family, all that. Like, hey, I get it, you know. But the reality of it is, is like when you're on the other side of it and you're watching it happen all around you, you kind of get that moment of just like you feel on the outside. You know what I mean? It's a very different kind of feel. Yeah. Even sitting in here, like you got you're moving with uh with Haley, it's like a, it's like I'm over there at, like at the house with the guys, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm just like, man, I'm like. 
you know, that's part, I think that's part of the reason why I'm seeing the girl I'm seeing now, because, uh-huh. you know, obviously, you know, you live with me forever. It's just constantly just different chicks. And then finally I kind of <laughs> came to this moment where it was like, you know, maybe it'd be nice. Maybe, maybe the, the stability or like the, uh, the focus and all of that, maybe having the lifestyle of like constantly different chicks, maybe that's just like bad time allocation. And it's just like wasting that because from just that standpoint of that, it's like, you waste so much time like with these like just randoms all the time. And it's like, it takes your, your mentality away from what you should be doing. So I thought, Hey, maybe at the core of that is just some stability here. Right. Lay a foundation. So then like, as far as all that, I'm like chilling and I could put my focus on other things instead of be sitting there thinking girls, girls, right, girls. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a, it's all yeah. different things, man. It's just like, uh, just kind of finding the footing for sure. It's a, you know, it's us growing and self-reflecting and, and figuring out what we want out of life and, yeah you know yeah i think and and sometimes it just happens right it's not like i had really planned it it just kind of happened and it was like oh fuck i'm gonna move in you know and yeah and uh yeah it's a whole different vibe for sure it's a whole like change of mentality and uh especially through this whole covid shit that's what i'm saying covid to me man i I, i'm like in a weird like like almost uneasy way Cause like how everything it feels. Cause like I said, just knowing how much time has passed by, like on paper, it's like, Oh, like this is how much time it doesn't feel that way to me. It's like, it feels like maybe four or five months ago, me, you, TJ, Jake, were at the house, just like vibing out the, that girl's breaking some bong, like all the, <laughs> you know, we got this huge party, like at the house. It's like, it feels like right then. And now it's, it went by like that. And it's just, everything's changed so fast, you know? But yeah, bro. Things, well, you know, Things fucking change. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's life, brother. We're still around, you know, and yeah, just looking forward to what more we could do, man. I'm definitely like on a creative kick. So I'm down to start writing as well, more stuff, and just thought about doing a fucking kid's book. (laughs) Cause with the drawings and shit that I got, I mean, I might as well. Um, But it seems like more costly than like, what you know then yeah. profit wise like it looked it looked like it was way too much to print out an actual you know kids book that you flip through the pages i would write it i would in terms of like doing it i could i know i could crush one you know or a couple i was thinking maybe even doing like mr finn or something you know just do like the mr finn oh, saga or something with those little kids books but yeah, just I, I don't know, man. You think you think that whole situation had part to do with you being like, I need to, I need to make a move and like get out of like here. Uh, with Mister Finn, you think like they had that whole situation? You think that might have had you been like, I need to get away from here, so like the kind of like the memory of that, like I can like kind of push past like this moment in my life and start like in a fresh way. Sure, you know, I mean, you know, maybe it was just all happening around that the same time, but yeah, that. That was well, to stick around there would have been a little, I guess, tough, you know. Well, like, what was like? It definitely helps to be away from, you know what I mean? Like, that, I guess you could say. So, yeah. No, I mean, because to me, it's like, like, like I said, I feel personally almost for me, man, like, like being back around you, I feel more of like, like back to like, it's like the vibes from like back in the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it reminds me that it kind of almost feels like for me, like being there, it just doesn't, it just something in my gut, 
like even just sitting right here, it just doesn't seem right. Something just seems like I feel like I've been put in a bubble. You know what I mean? I've been put in a bubble, yeah. and it's like something like I need to be. There's something that I'm not yeah. doing. You know what I mean? I, I think it's sense. just yeah. I think it's just you know as at easy. the time at the time of uh, in life that we're at as the the age that we're at and the paths in our careers that we're at. I think it's only natural to have the self-reflection, the self-realization and look around your surroundings or whatever and and what you want out of life or what you need out of life or what you want to, you know, go out and pursue out of life. And, you know, it's nothing like a personal thing with anybody or the people that you live with. I'm sure it's just uh, terms of like you're mentally want to grow or you're mentally growing from that environment and you you know, I mean, you've been living with four people for a while, for years and years, right? I mean, even before that, you were living with Rowdy and them, so you're living with like a group of dudes constantly. But that, but that, that whole thing, I was living with that chick, uh, Alexa. I was living with her for like the like at least half of that. Not like move myself in. But yeah, like, but that's that's minuscule time compared to like right, like how how long you've been with the boys, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, and it's a whole different kind of like vibe and the crazy thing is that when i first moved to florida i had my own place like i was solo man for right, two years right. i was by myself 18 19 solo nobody fucking else. yeah so i mean think about that as a as a 27 year old or having one roommate as opposed to four right um as a 27 year old now and i don't know and maybe like that type of thing i don't know you get whatever you want out of it right um but yeah, in terms of like how this whole year's gone with me and moving into this, I definitely had, I don't know, moments of figuring it out as well, figuring out where I'm at. And I've had my downs just to like, I think it's only natural that when we, no matter where we're at, I've noticed this, no matter where we're at in in place, like in setting or, you know, mentally or anything like that, we get into like a routine. Yeah. And so once we're in this routine, once you're in this routine for long enough, it just becomes mundane. You know, you start to feel uneasy. That's only natural because you're like reflecting on like, well, should I change this routine up or should, you know, is something missing? You start feeling that, that is something missing out of life. Um, Yeah. It's only, dude, we're just always figuring it out as we go in this life, you know? Uh, yeah, I feel that man. Like and, I, and things happen so fast, right? Every yeah. in, in a matter of a year. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that like that kind of train of thought to me. It's like I get in those moments, and then I, and then like to me, it's like I get in that place of like, do I need to make some drastic changes? Like, right. is it, does it need like do I need to make some drastic action in some different direction? Like, stop this, or like you know what I mean, or like you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. like cut this out, or like add right. this, and it's like just but in drastic measure. And then it's like kind of like a sitting there because like in those moments, because I'm I'm in that I'm in that zone right now, man. I'm like I'm kind of like looking around. I'm going, you know, I need to make I need to do some shit, yeah, right now. Like like so I need to make some fucking changes, and yeah, and that's and that's just you know that's just like a thing like that's just a reoccurring thing in life. Like but, yeah, and the in the moment I'm in, it's like now I'm 27. The reality of it is, it's like it's like I'm in this house with them that like in each person there, aside from the guy who fucking owns it obviously it's only beneficial for me to be there because it's helping him pay the house right but the other two it's like they're both in like a transitional thing of like troy's about to like go off and do this then austin who knows so to me it's like everyone's kind of like this is a place where we're about to go and do this and you and fucking t 
TJ left and it's like me, it's like, all right, then what is my transition to? You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? It's like, what is my, what is my ultimately my thing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, at, at in a positive note, just you're in a good environment as to like where you're at and who you're with and stuff. And that with proper planning and, and figuring it out, like thinking about it as you go, you know, these next couple of weeks, months, you know, a year, whatever you figure it out and you plan for something you want to do, whether it is maybe even making a power move, like going to my, going to New York, right. Yeah. Or something, something along that nature where it's like you, you know, you take that leap of faith. Yeah, no, that's that's it's like everything's just I don't know, a lot has to do obviously with COVID and everything that's mm -hmm. happening because everything's been just fucking weird. Yeah. But it's just I don't know, like I said, man, it's just odd personally for me, just like how COVID has like allowed time just to just go right by and then I'm kind of just yeah. sitting there, it's like so much has changed, but you don't even realize yeah. it. It's like stepping out of it. But going, time in general just yeah, goes yeah, time by in general so fast. Just flies, man. It's like it's fucking craziness, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, man, this is a trip. Being in your this place right now. Like looking around, I mean, I hoped you move in here, but I never yeah, saw it. Set no, up. you never saw me I've set never it seen up, yeah. it set, which is insane on its own because it, like, to me, it's like on a day to day on everything, it's like there's like all this stuff being done, you know what I mean? And I always feel like I don't have enough time, but regardless mm -hmm. of any any of that, it's like it's insane to me that I, how the fuck am I just seeing this now? Yeah, that's what I've been saying to you. I'm like, it's, dude, it's, you gotta come over. That's, that's, that's insane, like, it sick. makes no sense. Yeah, I've had the boys over here. Like we, we do the fight night right here, dude. I, dude, I know and I've like I I keep like I keep like working and taking different gigs. Oh, and that's that shit. okay though. Yeah, no, it's I not get it. but it's not because to me it's like I don't like realize it in the moment, like like of the until the week of it's like, oh that fight's like this weekend. Mm -hmm. And like and you guys I keep hearing the stories. It's like or they come oh, home like how late time. and then it's like, yo, like who did this? Like what's I picked did this, and then we went to like Went play bullet this and did all this shit and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, all I had to do is like a week ago just say, hey, I'm not doing anything this night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were talking about the McGregor Poirier one and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna that's clear, gonna I'm gonna clear that night. July yeah, night. Look, I got it on the fucking calendar over there. Uh, UFC 264, July 10th. July 10th. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am a hundred percent. I'm gonna. Yeah, make like sure think I'm, about it. It's already about to be July. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's so. Fun. It's already about to be July. Dude, that's outrageous. It's so, outrageous. Like, yeah, I get that way of thinking more so for financial reasons. I get that way of thinking of being like, dude, I need to, you know, when am I gonna quit living paycheck to paycheck? You know, when can I fucking make like mad money and do the things i want to do and just be you know creating right doing what i do but getting paid a fucking living wage you know i could buy yeah. a house or something right and right now i can't to be honest you know i'm just a, another struggling artist still yeah. getting paid for art that's fucking great because before i was a struggling artist working you know bullshit minimum wage jobs now i make you know i create my wage right so yeah, no, it's dope. It's definitely dope, man. But yeah, you know, I get that way about about money, and so you know, I, I constantly think like with the kids' book. You know, not not to say it's a get rich quick scheme, but it's something outside of the box to just I don't know expand like another opportunity potentially. Right, I'm an open minded person, and with the stuff I've been drawing, I got to show you the drawings. But um, 
I'm even thinking like going to Disney, applying to Disney, like to be an illustrator, but like a storyboard illustrator, character designer, and just draw, sit in a room with other people like that and just fucking draw up ideas for characters and, uh, and work on that, you know, like just trying to figure it out and, and have more adult money, you know? I think, I think personally, like, like I look around at, uh, I spend most of my time around now with, uh, you met Josh and like his fam yeah. and like all of them, like basically everyone in that fam, they all have, you know, they're self-made and all, you know, they make, they make, they make good money, man. Like they're all like, it's almost like every single person in that family has found an avenue entrepreneurial wise where they're clearing at least a quarter mil, you know? Yeah. So it's like in all different ways and they were all like homeschooled. So it's like, it's like you look at it and you're like, what the hell are they teaching in there? But anyway, from being around them and a lot of people that kind of made their way and make make good money and do what they like to do and they're not working some job that they dislike, you know, I kind of realized that like how you're saying are you if like want to just go to like Disney and do all this? It's like yeah. people just decide just to like they make the decision like I'm going to do this. Why? What's going to stop me? That's sick. Yeah. What's going to stop me from doing this? And they just – you know, I think a lot of other people, they're like, oh, that could never happen. They like self-doubt. But it's like it's just taking that that chance. You know, I mean? it's just taking that chance. It's like why not? What do you have to lose at the end of the yeah, day? exactly. You know, and it's like whatever it is that you like to do. Like obviously you, you've, you're lucky enough to find what you like to do. Like we're yeah, looking through pictures yeah, exactly. right now. He's showing me drawings that he's done. This is in the past two This weeks. is sick. This is this just is like in the outrageously past two sick. Weeks. Like, so yeah, you could man. animate for a TV show. That's what I'm saying. You could, you dude. could, you could re- easily with this kind Look of shit, this. dude. Yeah, are you kidding me? This is all just pencil, and then I go over. You guys can't see this, but I'm looking at literally like just as good of drawing as if like you were looking at a TV show. Carter's the cowardly dog. Rick and Morty. Yeah, Morgan I need Dexter. to post them. Like they're all, they're, yeah, no, these are all as legit as you can possibly be. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no doubt you could create something. Yeah, I feel like I have Dude, the DK ones. Like, yeah, I have the fucking you know, or you know, be a tattoo artist, I guess. But that just seems like a whole lot of, you know, whole lot of shit I gotta do first. That's sick. That was with uh, a brush and ink. Yeah, dude. Just like a lot. I mean, I'm working every day with kids, and what and I, and what I do is I go, "What do you like?" And they'll tell me what they like. They'll, go, you know, and so they'll fucking say Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I'll fucking draw Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, like you crush it, you know. So I mean, it's been good. It's helped me fucking really practice and just get better, you know, be more confident with it. And I do those in a couple minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to find, you know, whether Cartoon Network or one of those networks and just if they still do that type of I'm sure they do, like especially a place like Disney, right? If you work for a place like Disney, there's so many different levels to the production where it's like I'm sure they gotta have like the old school guy just drawing some wild shit and just being like, Would this be a cool character? Right? I could be that fucking guy. <laughs> Or, or even or even beyond that, like instead of like going into the expense of like eventually uh, do my like own, to, like get a seat at the table. It's like you could like potentially even sit down, come up with something yourself, present it in a way where it's like you're spearheading not just an idea, but then you're showcasing the skills. And there's like, listen, like this I is could, what I do. I could like the Mister Finn idea, yeah, right? You know, and maybe necessarily they don't necessarily 
love it but who knows yeah. best case scenario they do when you have something and you're doing it but yeah. even if then it's like then you go like oh i already like drew it out and this is what i do and then you showcase it in that way which all comes up from like a creative standpoint mm -hmm. but that's at the end of the day it's like i feel like anybody who ever created anything worthwhile in their life were just people that kind of just they they took their ideas and they said to themselves with the utmost certainty like i'm the guy to do this i can do this and their reality they're not they're not products of what they consider the reality around them the reality around them is is a manifestation is results of their what they manifested and what mm -hmm. they what they choose their reality to be yeah. and when people are in that driver's seat and i forget what i was watching it was like a bunch of entrepreneurs and there was like and it, ironically enough it was rob deerdeck that like said essentially that like once you're in a position where like you kind of like d demanding of these things out of life and this is like mm -hmm. and hey I'm, I'm not i'm not you know giving it verbatim but he essentially was saying that that reality is what he makes it to be right. like you ultimately change the reality around you instead of having the mindset of of i am a a result or maybe victim or whatever it is of the circumstances around me you know what i'm saying yeah. so on that and with that said i look at it as you know that's why i had the hard time of going okay well i'm gonna spend my life working on somebody else's business mm -hmm. or somebody else thing and be like uh ultimately just like kind of like a you know something that you know basically push somebody else's you know, whatever what their deep seated dream for what they wanted for themselves and just being essentially a tool for something and then just be like, okay, you know, like I said, everyone's everyone's vision's, you know, different. Everybody yeah. some people just I remember I was seeing this girl once, all she ever wanted, she said to me, she was from South uh South Boston. She said to me, Remember I was seeing her for a little bit and she goes, We met up uh Kumpai. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen her in months. She goes, um she basically said to me, I'm gonna move back. In my mind I'm like, why? And South Shore, Massachusetts, you're just, you know, just blue collar. There's nothing there. You know, it's not like South Florida. <laughs> South Florida, here we go. There's a different vibe. Bars. Yeah. It's and just she, a whole different vibe. And all she said to me was, all I want out of life is just to be at my kids' baseball practices. That's all she said to me. Wow. And I was like, that's it. And some people, they, 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 all they want is just very simple. Just, I want to be a mom. I want to be this. I want to be that. But when you intertwine like a whole like grand idea. And yeah, it takes a level of ego. Yeah. You know, it takes a level of ego, a level of self-confidence. It takes mm -hmm. a level of maybe insanity, <laughs> but you know, to, you know, but at the end just, of the day, yeah, if you don't dream, have that, man. if you don't have that, you're never going to fucking get it. It done. just goes back to that same thing with the fighting, right? If yeah. you, for that if people want to go amateur fight, you're already weeding out most of the fucking people, you know, right? There's a ton of people trying to make music, but that shouldn't stop you from trying to make music. A ton of people trying to be uh, models and actors shouldn't stop you from trying to be a model actor because no. once you get in it, you start weeding through the competition, right? And as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, more so passion, what you want to do with your life and, and then reap the rewards of, you know, of achieving something at that magnitude, then so be it. And I think you I know, think shout, that's what why. shout out to Rob Deerdeck, man, because that's just the philosophy probably he acquired through, you know, largely through skating. It has to be, you know, you get you fall, you get back up, you try it a billion fucking times till you land it. You're setting your mind to something and you're achieving it. And I mean, that guy's obviously the greatest success story. He's got this thing um, that he's got this company where he invests into other companies. He invests into small businesses or whatever businesses that are good ideas almost like a shark tank type of thing 
and he puts money towards them. And you know, oh, he's a personal investor. Is he have like private equity where it's like a group? I I'm not entirely sure. It's it's a group. It's like a whole business, and um, but it's run by him. I fucking I applied for like a like, private equity. I thing. applied for a thing, and I sent him a, a email and everything and for an idea of what I had, you know, and my reasoning behind it. It was for like an art skate studio and incorporating mm-hmm. the lessons that I do, but having like a spot, like a actual skate park spot, and doing art lessons out of there and skate camps and all this and that, and. Um, you know, but they they took the time to reply back. They they said, you know, this is just not the idea. Whatever we're looking for, or like you know, it's not big enough. Whatever whatever it was, but they still took the time to fucking yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's there, right? And if you come at him with a good fucking idea, I'm sure he'll be down to invest, right? So I don't that he knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that you you're at a level of success where it's like Mark Wahlberg is a guy like that. Yeah, right, F forty fives, all these F forty fives down here. Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. You might you might find him out here working out at F forty five. Is that a product of him? Yeah, he's he's uh, I think a uh, partnered or whatever. He's an investor in him. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got right. a crazy thing on HBO, man. It just shows his day to day. Really? He has a whole... Dude, it's really? sick. It's sick. Really? Yeah. He's still up at 5 a.m. every day? Dude, I mean, pretty much he's... um shit? Yeah, he's, he's at, he goes axe. He's on business calls for like these 20 fucking businesses he has. He's got clothing lines. He's got the gym. He's got the... the the restaurants he's got dude i mean yeah he's got a whole yeah he's got a whole reality and so yeah i mean it was it was an hb i think it's an hbo like series documentary type thing it's you're gonna love it you know mgk has and and he just fucking really and he just you know is just on the phone all day figuring shit out being like a regular not a regular businessman but like a high level entrepreneur while doing his acting right while doing like a shoot somewhere for three fucking months in London, right? And uh yeah, it's it's pretty insane. And he works out every fucking morning at suit hella early. He just wakes up and starts taking calls and starts fucking <laughs> working out. One more time he's crashing and that's like that's like the key thing to me. Everyone's always like I get up at this time, I get up at this time. Like, he might crash. who knows? He might sleep. he's gotta be sleeping at least six to eight hours, I believe. You have to, right? You oh know, yeah. To me it's like because like he could find a time to six to eight hours. He probably goes to sleep at like if he wakes up at three, he probably goes to sleep around eight. Right, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Can you imagine that? I couldn't fucking imagine. That. I could. I'm, so, dude. I get really? so fucking tired as soon as I lay in the bed. What time do you wake up at? I wake. I could wake up probably six. I usually wake up at seven. Seven. Yeah. So you're up up at seven. Seven hits. Yeah, like up. pretty much. On average, what time do you crash? Pretty early, I would say. Like mo, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm crashing uh, ten p.m. Ten. Like you're maybe out, you're eleven. Out cold at ten. Maybe eleven. Yeah, like maybe you're like done. Maybe I'll call that eleven. So That's I'd the probably, thing. I need to I'd probably I need... sleep from eleven to seven. Yeah, How many I, hours fucking, I keep I keep fucking up my sleep schedule so bad. But I think at the end of the day, you just kind of That's eight hours. sacrifice That's like, eight a, hours. like a day and just get up and just drag through that day or two. And then allow yourself like not to nap, not to do anything, and then just oh, yeah. then you crash and then that's how you do it. You have to push through like a like it was like a week or so just doing that. And then it becomes like your, 
your body adjusts to it. But mm-hmm. yeah, my, my schedule gets fucked up because I'll have like one night where it's like an all night or something. Right, and right. And I mean, you know, there's everything. those nights on the on the weekend, but I usually chill on the weekends too. You know, like yeah, uh, Monday through Friday working out. You know, Mon- yeah, I'm skating. Yeah, that's right. Know, you're a couple days. So you're at the gym, huh? Yeah, I'm at the gym, dude. I gained. Uh, because you know I'm a little guy, and I used so, to go to that. I used to go to that youth fit back in the day. Actually, yeah. Brian just texted me recently. Him and you, I used to pull up there like every fucking day. Yeah, I was. Nice I, so right I was weighing. Too. I was weighing naturally like one thirty five, one thirty seven. Okay. And yeah, you should uh, fight. And I, I just you know been working out. I don't know, maybe three months, two and a half months, and I gained eight pounds. Nice. So now I'm I'm sitting at like one forty five usually fluctuating 143 145 and i'll work i'll work out monday through friday and i'm not even like lifting crazy heavy weight or anything i'm just you know just going getting back into it easing into it i also have a lot of slams from skating and i go i go skate and shit but i know it i notice the power difference even like transferring that into skating yeah um yeah man it's it's been nice i just go there and it's nice to fucking release you know I'm going, so it's changed this, uh, so now since I started the summer camps where I'm teaching the art in the summer camps, I go when I'm there from 8.30 to 3.30, so I, I'll go there in the afternoons, probably around 4 or 5. Um, but Tuesday I have I had off, you know, I went in the morning. If, if I have off, I'm going in the morning. Before I was going in the morning every fucking day because I was oh, working really only in the afternoons. Um seven or eight in the morning oh shit yeah that, that's like uh jake does that jake gets up and he goes straight to the gym oh dude it's the best yeah that's the best um you, you think so i don't know what it is to me but yeah. it's like to me i like to go to the gym and i love that feeling of like like i fucking just crush that you know what i mean but to me it's like when you're like walking to the gym like still tired you know what i mean you're like not fully like oh awake. no i mean that, that to me like i feel like i feel like i'm not getting a good workout in you know what i'm saying yeah like i feel like i feel like i went to the gym and i like kind of like went through a process but i didn't go that in could be and, you like, you know like that could be how your body is right but i like i don't know i wake up with it um you still think you get as good of a workout if you go right in the morning than you do if you did later in the afternoon yeah i'm trying to think and compare and see like if i've noticed any difference between working out um at certain times, but not really. No, no. Maybe that's something. You know, that's something I could. Uh, I might try to do. Shit. I might even. Try yeah, to you do just. Well. Yeah, you just go in the morning, like, you know, and, and that's it. You fucking are pumped all the whole day. You know, <laughs> get it. Get yeah. I, I don't know. I'm like searching to get and like then a, some, you know, like trying to fine tune a routine. Yesterday, like a nice yesterday I went to the gym and then I went and skated after because I had the whole day off. So I went and fucking skated for like two hours in, in the Florida sun. That's something I reoccurringly see too, because I'm constantly looking, you know, I'm constantly, um, you know, listening to podcasts, constantly, you know, like uh, just educating on different, like, you know, things that like people that are quote unquote successful do. And I'm like, you know, it's just interesting to me just listen to these people because, you know, why not? That's something that's always intrigued me. But I'm always, I'm always like listening <laughs> yeah, to fucking. I feel like I have all the recipes for success. I just haven't <laughs> learned how to fucking cook it. Keep following you know? the fucking design. <laughs> you can't even not take your own advice. Yeah, that's, I feel that way too. I, I feel like. I don't know how yeah. to fucking cook it. I have all the recipes, you know, yeah. right? I'll fucking. But uh, what was know? I going with? Oh, what I was saying is so what I, what I, the reoccurring thing that I see, um, I hear like a lot of these people saying is, 
fine tuning like a morning routine you're saying oh, yeah. morning routine morning routine morning routine mm-hmm. and so i'm been kind of like recently uh like I, i've had one in a sense but like my day-to-day is so fucking different all the time like i don't have really a consistent schedule that i'm on a point of uh you know, I should have fucking. I did an ad for a razor commercial. Like you this. did it. I did Chicago. Look at this shit. This should go shaving her fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Like, that's I just nice. did one for uh, for Chicago, but, but yeah, I'm in a sense right now trying to uh, trying to get one down. Yeah, I mean, you know, even if it's not the gym, I mean, no reason. That's a great way to change that's, it up. I'd like and to do it. that though. Knock that out. You know what I mean? Like, so that's not hanging over your head. It's great, dude. It's great. And then I've legit stayed with it Monday through Friday. And if I fuck up on a day or something, like, or when I got sick and stuff, and I took some time, like, I think uh, I didn't work out for like the whole weekend up until Wednesday. Went Wednesday, and then it was like. I went every day Wednesday through Sunday, and then I started again Monday through Friday, so that I got back onto the routine. You, you know, it's like you always been uh, pretty good with like being a morning person, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm you, a morning guy. Yeah, you're definitely more. I'm not. I'm the farthest thing. I'll be up all night. Like I can't. Yeah, no, I'm I just, get tired. I get tired at night. I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I personally like. I live for, like, I've even had like an idea. I think even talking about this is like imagine like if like the the lifestyle or like the the norm was like just have your 12 hours when it's night i always thought about that i was like because i love Living i fucking love i love yeah. the night i love the vibes oh, of just yeah. like when it's dark and it's just, yeah. i don't know being what a fucking is. vampire i mean i don't know what it again, is again it's probably how your it. body's wired you know? yeah so it's hard for me so like in the morning it's like when i'm like getting out of bed like i'll get out of bed hella early like i, mm-hmm. I can do it don't get me wrong but like it's not a thing where like i'm like getting up and i'm like all right like to me it's like i'm like fuck <laughs> well were you like time. that as a kid as well yeah yeah. See, I was, dude, as a kid, I woke up at four in the morning. Yeah, no, I was, I was, <laughs> I, if like, like summertime, like when, uh, between like, uh, like grades when we were in school, yeah. summertime hit and I had no obligations. I'm sleeping into like fucking one. Oh, wow. See, I could never, I couldn't noon. do it if I tried. I mean, I sleep in all obviously, as day. I got older, as I got older, if we went out or something and came back out super late, I'd fall asleep till one or something. But, Sometimes even going out, if I go out and I come back at like one or two, I'll probably wake up around seven or eight. It's pretty wild. Yeah, we used to step out. You'd be like, "Fuck this." Yeah. Yeah, you always you always like that though. Like, yeah, I mean, I just can't, bro. Like, I even could be a random weeknight. I'll be, I could be fucking up till two, three, easy. Yeah. Still be like up, like trying to be like, damn, I gotta like take melatonin. I'm to the point where like, right, you like, take melatonin. I have to, stuff. bro, like, because if not, like, no matter what, I'm not falling asleep earlier than one o'clock. It's that's not wild. Happen. I can't. I, I like that's the thing that, but the reality of it is, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I'm trying yeah. to find a way where I'm gonna like get a morning routine down or get up in a certain way to adjust. Where like, yeah. I, I would rather you be know, personally crashed out like hella early. You know well, I mean? you know what you could also try is. um try not being on your phone like past a certain time so yeah. try not being on your phone at like 10 o'clock and notice in maybe an hour even if you go to sleep at 12 that's better than one right and then you try it maybe a little earlier the next day or the following week or something and you fucking you know you start tuning out your phone so you don't have this screen you're looking at this screen and i feel like i've heard something that it like resets when your eyes look at a bright screen or, you know, even just a screen, it's fixed on that TV and this and that, your eyes kind of reset and like give you another 30 minutes to an hour of like stimulus or whatever. That's not going to let your brain like go to sleep pretty much. Mm. 
And so maybe that could help. Do have like a 65 inch in my room that I'm staring at? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a good point. There's just some shit that I gotta, I gotta switch up, man. I mean, because at the end of the day, when you're like, uh, I, I didn't show you this yet, but I do, um, part of uh, being around Josh, I started this, uh, I have a branch of a company where I do these Matterport tours. So I do like 3D tours of these uh, properties. Right. The drone work and all this stuff, yeah. right? The, um, so let me show you. I'll show you one that we did. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I do like this, these kind of things. And like I book, obviously I book uh, like shoots and like commercial work and all that kind of shit. Like it's always different on a day to day. So for me, I don't have to get like a, like the same sort of uh, like a reoccurring uh, schedule. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like at the end of the day when you're not working like in a job like that and you're kind of like making it yourself, your, your success is dependent on you. It's kind of like real estate in a way too. It's like, it's like nobody's there to hold you accountable besides yourself. So for me, it's like, if I choose to, I wake up, I could sleep in, I could do whatever the fuck I want. I still am blessed enough where even at the bare minimum, I'm going to book jobs where I'm going to be able to at least afford my bills. Mm-hmm. But like the reality of it is the only way to excel is to have that self-motivation. Cause like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. you have to. At the end of the day, you know, that's all it is. You need to fucking wake, wake up, make yourself do stuff. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I thought about the gym. I woke up, I bought the fucking gym pass and I said, all right, now I have to go here all the time. My phone won't even. My phone like froze. Yeah, yeah. I mean the. Why my phone? Great. Work? They have great work. I mean, it's a super this, high yeah, this depth. This is the shit the, that we shop, but I'm trying to like. I want to show the you the quality of all of it is. I want to show you the tours, man. A plus. Yeah. I like. I had a. Uh, <laughs> I had a. What happened the other day? I was finishing up doing a tour, and I was I was like looking at all different like commercial properties, real estate, and shit here. And I looked it up and it was like Investments Limited is the company that owns basically all of South Florida. So I walked into their office about what, a week ago. Mm-hmm. I walk in and I go to the front desk. I'm holding like the box of the camera for no reason. What the fuck am I going to shoot something? No, just holding it. I walk in, I go, I was like, hey, is, uh, is the head of marketing here? I'm like, Virginia? I'm like, yeah, Virginia. <laughs> you know, like that was if I know. So we sit down, we're talking for a little while, about like 30 minutes. And uh, now I was telling her essentially that like you're showing her everything and she was like, yeah, I have a meeting next week. So got me in a position to show like the work to like all the people that are high ups. But ironically enough, that company has uh, their only other like office is in Boston. Mm -hmm. And so like if that deal sticks, that could be like a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Like that's like could be like a a crazy amount of work aside from the yachts that we're shooting. Right, right. And then uh, like I have some connections with like all these different like big 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 places here so potentially with that said like me walking in that one place and then uh um there's this other girl i'm friends with her father he's like a huge person this commercial real estate place here it's like between those two if that sticks man that could be like that could be like like as much money as if i was working like a full-time office job but it's like part-time you know what i mean right so that right there could be like something extremely extremely good which all that only that whole thing was a position that i was put into because like i said just doing right by people that you know do right by me right. And i ultimately found myself in this position but at the end of the day yeah i mean it's like a that in itself that's kind of like however i kind of want to go about yeah it. it's just one step closer you know one step closer to being Here where is. you need to be and where is it so this is what it is so this is going to be a bow. It's going to be a 3D animation, like a like a 3D model of it, right? So then it goes into it. So you can walk through. 
You guys can't see what we're looking at, but I'm showing him. That's like a 200 yeah. foot yacht. Yeah, we got a giant, a big yacht, and it zoomed me into a room. It looks yeah, like lavish, kind of look like the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> they got a grand piano in it. Look at this. So we turn it into a dollhouse. I mean, it's so fucking. Look at this. Yeah. So what it does is like you could do this real estate and all that stuff. This is what I'm kind of like making for these people. So with COVID and everything, and all these people coming in from Florida, from out of the state, and like, you know, doing their businesses and like relocating and all that stuff, it's like they can't come here and walk through these businesses before they relocate. This is the best case to go about it. This is obviously when it was at the dock. I didn't shoot. <laughs> this is Josh. But this is like uh, just an example. When we do these, we take these out of the water. Right. Maybe I guess he shot this out of the dock. But yeah, I do. Uh, do a, done a lot of these. Yeah, movies. that's sick, man. I mean, that's a. That's definitely dope. Dope yeah, gig you got. Books. But it's like you know. Yeah, but, like, that's like a thing that I've learned too. It's like I, I like, like him for example. You know, now that I'm doing this, it's like mm-hmm. a guy that uh, you know, he goes out there, does his own thing, his own business. We're talking guy goes out there, does what he loves to do, has days doing like you know what 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 I personally. Could make it would make in like a month working like a, one of the jobs that I was working now. Like, right, or say it was like a restaurant gig where you would make what in season per week if you worked like 35 to 40 hours. Mm-hmm. One day he's making that, like doing a maybe even more doing like something that he loves to do. So, the perspective to me was fuck, like the money obviously is really good, and that wasn't even the his, his original train of thought. And that was, was, um, was if I could make like as much money as I make because he's working in a restaurant. He's like, if I could do this and make as much money as a restaurant, which say it was like, I think he said it was like maybe like seven, eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. We're talking, he's doing five, ten, like plus times that. In the yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Like in a, now, but like in the beginning, it was just that. So it was yeah. like taking well, all the consideration, yeah. the money. And it was like, that's what we like to do. And ultimately exactly. turning this fucking whole thing. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's inspiring to be around people. You know, that's, that's the whole thing too. It's like people around you, keeping people around you that like, and inspire you and they make you like more optimistic or more like you know motivated in a way because you know at the end of the day if if you don't have that around you then you're ultimately gonna like you know you're not gonna keep that same kind of energy you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and that's why i think living with you it's like it's like even when it was like i'm not you know i'm, I'm gonna miss this rent this month i'm gonna need an extra couple fucking days whatever yeah. it was but you're like this is what i like to do i like to do art I'm a fucking artist. I like to make music. Yeah. I like to create, right? And you were like, and at any point you could have sat down and said, and like took like a you know full time, did all that. But you're like, hey, I don't, you know, I might be struggling right now. I might be eating fucking Little Caesars and Taco Bell for fucking <laughs> a couple of days straight. But this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna keep pushing through. And to me, it was like, all right, it's like, it's like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, you're like you have to make sacrifice. It's not gonna be easy, but ultimately, it's like, it's like. No, having that energy of like I want, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and not like fucking like deviate. Because at the end of the day, you know, if like say say at the core, and I think about this a lot actually. This concept at the core, you like of like say like Hendrix, or like a fucking MJ, or like a, any any great right, any right. fucking great. If they ever had a moment of like like Hendrix is like, you know, like with his guitar, he was like ah, he's like you know, but you know I. I, I want nicer things. I want nicer material things. I want this. Could have fucking went a whole different way. Mike MJ could have fucking same thing. You know what I mean? At the end, not maybe necessarily MJ because his whole yeah. story is different. But like yeah. you got what I'm saying, like people that have extreme achieved these extreme levels of success and whatever it is that was outside the box. It's like obviously, I think the saying is the road to success is filled with uh along the road to success is a lot of uh 
appealing uh, parking spaces. I think that's what the, the, the saying is. And at the end of the day, I think about these people and I go, yeah. okay, not, not saying it's comparative, right? I'm just saying at the end of the day, if you're going to do anything worthwhile or wait, you know, something that has a lot of potentially a lot of good reward, then, you know, you have to like, you know, sacrifice your way through. So I look, yeah, look at it like that, you know, that's yeah, what it just what, takes time man. it just takes time and people don't see it. And we're in an age of just instant, you know, everything's instant. And, um, People don't see the fucking work that it really takes to, you know, yeah, those sacrifices that people have to make in order to just keep doing what it is they want to do, to just get a little closer and closer to what it is, you know. I'm still doing that same exact shit. I'm in a different spot, you know, mentally, I guess, and physically and everything, but it's still pretty much the same, And but I'm doing just art, you know, and that's all I wanted in the, in the long yeah. run is like, I just want to get paid for art. And so now that I'm here, it's like, all right, how can I get paid more for art? Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. So. And you just got to figure it. You just got to figure Cause it's the way. It's yeah, the way. There's always the way. making that money, you know? And yeah, I mean, like, like it's just, and I think it's just a part of the culture now, which I kind of like look back and I'm just like, I look around and I go, you have all these people that just, that just, I don't know if it's Instagram or it must be social media that kind of put this incentive yeah. for people to to want to get all of this stuff and portray some sort of lifestyle, portray like like their self-worth is is it correlates to their likes or to what people's random people's opinions are of them. So that the car that they're driving, like if they're driving some piece of shit, they're feeling like their self-worth is less. I personally, right now, personally, right now, I can buy, I have the money to buy a nicer car. I'm driving a car that's fucking like, like, it would be quote unquote embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's no, like, it's like is it the, the, I just got the Acura. Yeah, I'm driving a fucking bad. Acura, dude. I got a heat crack dash because we're in Florida <laughs> and that's what they do. I got like, yo, I could, I could afford another <laughs> car. I do. Hey, this car is so fuck. It's not beat, beat, but like the reality of it is I could, it's, dude, it's old. It's, but the reality of it is, if I gave a fuck, if I gave a remote fuck, people always say to me, you care what people think about you. You care because they just look at me because I, the way I dress, the way I do shit, they're like, oh, you care what they think. I go, if I give a fuck what people, car. if I gave a fuck what people think, don't you think I would have at least tinted the windows on the fucking Acura? <laughs> don't you think I would have tinted the fucking windows? Yeah. No. And the reality of it is, it's like, I don't have anything to prove to anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm in it for me personally yeah. to get what I want. The money to me is just to return to my family. People yeah. around me put people exactly. in better positions around me. I don't exactly. give a fuck. I don't give a fuck to be whipping a Lambo. I got like you know, you got all these, we have, we have friends around us that buy all these nice things and shit. I mean, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. But at the end of the day, that's not my that's not my prerogative. Yeah. And like, I don't give a fuck about the intellects. I don't give a fuck about what lifestyle people. I don't even post my personal life. Mm-hmm. I post my pictures of my work. So the but the culture is now it gets a lot of people get caught up, and that's where it's weird to me. It's like kids these days growing up in this culture. It's like a it's like a it's like a year only as good as like what year what what you can portray yeah. to be. Yeah. And You're it's just to be. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time, you know. No other time in history like celebrities just popped out overnight and disappeared overnight, you know. It was like yeah. a a thing that they like you know, you heard about that motherfucker, right? Like it, back in the 70s and 80s, those types of celebrities way different from today's types of celebrities and just what we're seeing and all this TikTok bullshit and dude, I can't. I can't it's just, it. dude, it's weird. It. Yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy. You got you got kids. Talk. You got kids dancing on fucking TikTok. 
getting paid. They're down at the Hard Rock. They're down the street here, bro. Getting paid like what? Get? Something like five million to throw hands. People like the you you seen the so and so fight saying names that I never heard of I in my life. Heard. I'm like, and in my mind, it's I'm all looking, girls. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at them going. Why the fuck do you even know that name? I'm like, what does this person do? Oh, he dances yeah. on TikTok. I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, I'm not hating the guy. Hey, I respect it. You, yeah. you you created something out of out of something like that. But yeah. I'm just, I, that's where I feel like the old man. I feel like well, the old man out of touch of reality. Generation because you know what they do on the TikToks, man. They fucking they take other people's bits. They take other comedians' bits, or they do voiceovers, or you know, lip syncing over everything. And it's nothing's really original, you know. They're just doing these fucking weird dances where they're looking at the camera, and it's like, <laughs> I feel weird watching it. I feel yeah, I, I, like I've, I've I'll see I like- should get on it and just do drawings or <laughs> and do fucking skating, you know. But that shit probably won't get fucking as blasted as somebody doing, you know, some weird fucking dance, you know, you know, how or some you- weird se- overtly sexual prank it's- that little kids are fucking seeing. You fucking. It's weird. People need man. to have a little self-respect. <laughs> it's weird out here. Speaking of that, you remember, you remember I was telling you on my way here, I got stopped. Like uh, this old guy that was working at Dunkin' Donuts talked to me for like 30 minutes. Yeah. You and my girl was telling you over FaceTime how like it was absurd. Yeah. So I walk in there and I'm talking to the guy. He's talking about life. He's talking to me about how this generation, how like people are like very like antisocial, just rude, just don't have like a common decency. He's giving me this whole thing. And not in like yeah. this huge negative way. He's not being some old man. He was a very cool guy. I actually really liked him. Like long, fair, flowing wrote a Harley, somehow works at fucking Duncan. I don't know how, but whatever. So he, so he's sitting there talking to me about just people. I don't know who came into the Duncan before me that put him in this scenario, but he was talking to me about it. And he was just talking to me about how like, it just, just about life. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, this guy had a day, obviously, yeah. or whatever. And for whatever reason, it's confiding and me just trying to get a coffee. <laughs> but I'm talking to him and uh, and – and he starts just talking to me about this generation. And I said, I said, yeah, there's a lot of things. I'm like, I'm 27, maybe it's 60, 80. So I'm like, hey, like there's things I'm looking at this newer generation. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, I feel like I'm as old as you looking at these things going, what the <laughs> fuck? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, OnlyFans. Yeah. And he's like, what's OnlyFans? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm about to ruin your that poor, whole Yeah, that poor man's going to spend his old Duncan's paycheck on fucking that when he's got to be spending it on Pampers. Dude, dude, he's, dude, he's, dude, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm like looking at him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're over here upset about how people like how they're talking. I go, as I'm like looking, I'm like, you don't even want to know. So I told him about OnlyFans. I'm like, because there was some girl who was like, uh, she was thick. She was working out. <laughs> she was, she was. I'm not going to lie. This redhead chick working. Uh, she like worked on the other side of the Dunkin'. You know the Dunkin' by, by uh, where we, we used to live? Yeah. You know, like the little smoke, play, the smoke yep, shop yep, with yep. The, uh, the bald guy, the creepy dude? Yep, yep. For everyone listening to this, the guy's a fucking weirdo. This dude would yeah. be like staring at every girl that walks in. But anyway, he got some like, got some like thick kind of cute uh, redhead chick. She's like, of course. And working. There. I don't know how the hell he got her in there. It's maybe she's, you know how he is, bro. I don't know how, but yeah, dude, it's creepy. creepy. But anyway, man, but anyway, so she's in there and like, she keeps like walking out, going to this truck. I found out later she was just getting baked. Cause I was talking <laughs> to her after, but uh, I can see her eyes, but she was just hilarious. But um, I'm like sitting there talking to him. Like even like a girl like this, right. She could go on this thing. She put some naked pics and like hundreds of dudes, are gonna pay a monthly fee for those iPhone picks, and he just stared at me. He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, I'm like, you you know as well as I know, porn's free. And he's looking at me. I'm like, but they that girl, she could right now put a tripod up, take some pictures, and she'll make thousands and thousands of dollars. 
because guys will pay. But will she though? She needs to have someone of a following to push it, right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, walk in there, you walk in there, pictures of your fucking naked bro, ass. You you walk in there, bro, and if you see her one day, you'll get her like, yeah, she probably could. She could. I know she could. But the thing is, it's like so many people could. Yeah, bro. but the, that's yeah, the that's, thing. It's like I don't even need a following. I I know I know of this. Uh, someone was talking to me about this. Some girl that I have on inside. I can't remember the name. It's not even important, but she only has like four or five k on uh, Insta. And the girl makes like I think it was like twenty k a month on. Well, that's it. The the four or five k that are following. I guess that's maybe not a have all of them number, did, but, but like yeah, she literally like you got all of them, right? You maybe got she, all of them probably. But I don't. But that's the thing that it's means. not like her family's fucking. <laughs> but but this 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 is the, but this this was the point I made to him. But I go, hey man, I go. But at the end of the day, those people, right? If you were to say like any, like not criticize but say anything like even in a joking manner. Oh yeah. The counter argument is respect my hustle. For sure, respect my hustle. Look, yeah, I love, I like, I love it. Can't knock it. Can't knock it. But, but at the end of the day, it's just like a. Not everybody wants to put their ass uh, on the you know for the world to see. It's odd to me, and there's dudes out here doing it. There's dudes. It's crazy. I'm sure there is. This guy said, "Think about how many gay dudes there are." There's a guys on the show I did. They're out there doing the same shit. Tiger has one. Tiger's out here just fucking chicks all over. uh, Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not gonna name drop who, but a girl that's like around us. She like he like tried to get her son. They hooked up, and he like tried to get her son a contract to like be on one of it. Yeah, he like he makes them too. But the thing is, it's crazy to me because yeah, he's he's out here, out here. But like people out here doing this, and like they pay. They pay like this dude. People, these people are making so much money. Oh my god! Remember that dude Chad that sent me all it's like, like the, what you know all the protein like, and shit. You can't be a prostitute, but you could be that pro- that type of prostitute. Yeah, that, how crazy is that? Yeah, that dude Chad that sent me all those supplements of protein. The guy from the Bachelorette, the villain guy. He fucking he like was on a documentary for OnlyFans because he was big in like 30, 40, 50 k a month, something like that. Doing what? Banging chicks? I guess so. Jesus Christ! That's what I'm saying. It's like because that me, thoughts never even crossed my mind. Like, hey, let me just bang chicks for money. I know, but like the thing is, to me, it's like it's like I see. Like I said, it's like this is the thing where to me, it's like it blows my mind because porn is free. It's free. It's free. It's free. So I'm like, why? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it makes them. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. This is something that's just. I think that's just what they probably aspire to be, or something, and just like they, you know, it's it's it goes it goes back to like the the people that are growing up in this generation, and they're constantly all they they want is the gratification from this social media platform, and that's becoming a social media platform. And if you're on that, you're popular, and this and that. You know what I mean? It's just. It's young people, right? You got to think these girls are probably – it's crazy to think now because we're just getting older and older. But girls that are just turning 18 right now can go on there and fucking, you know, do it. Like that girl yeah. that was the bad baby the bad, made yeah, a yeah. million made dollars. Like a mill or something she the first just day, right? turned 18, yeah, dude. Think about that. You know, that person was born in 2003. <laughs> It's it's just a but like the the thing is is like uh, it's like at the end of the day it's like it's like to us right so his like older generation I'm looking at I'm like if you were to do that like you would be like screwed like you like you couldn't do that back in like this old man's day you know what I mean like you couldn't even wear like dresses at a certain length it's like like the culture is like because and now it's to a point where they shame shame so like now no matter what you do that's what it is it's like if you say anything in some sort of way that's any sort of criticism on that now it's like you're like. 
You know what I mean? Even yeah, if it's something it's like, just like the, it's just crazy. It's the just culture, man. You hey. know, you can't say anything without offending anybody. And that's the crazy thing, because then if you think about like uh, you're talking about all these like celebrities that fucking that like, uh, and yet you got you know the, the, celebrities banging people out here and yeah. putting it on camera, and you know where's their repercussions? Right? Yeah. They're doing all this sick shit, like like dude. I know, I know. Dude. And it's like, and at the end of the like day, like Chris Brown apparently is allegedly uh, hit some hit some girl like recently, and it's like, yeah, you saw what he did years ago, and the dude's been thriving since, right? He, you know, what happened to Chris Brown for beating the fuck out of poor Rihanna, dude? He beat the shit out of her, and people still let him fucking, you know. That dude, that dude has be just at the top of, of the game. Level of talent where, like, that's insane, though. That's yeah. how is that an excuse for? It's not an excuse for him, but shit. that dude, that dude, like, he saw that, that. Do you remember when that dude came in the scene? He's coming out like fucking Michael Jackson, bro. That guy, that guy, he's like a whole other level. Like, think about it. Imagine how much bigger he would have been had he not done that. Yeah, I mean, dude, he, he'd be, he'd be, dude, he'd be the, he'd be the modern day MJ. Dude, I mean, the fact that he's still so big though is is crazy in itself. He, that'll happen pre, but right, right that before shit cancel passes culture. through. Right now, he, he, you know, let's see how he survives this cancel culture. Everyone throwing in with R. Kelly. You know, I do. You know, I, I would, I was just randomly thinking. I was listening to some old M. I was listening. I was some old M, and I was just thinking, how great would it be if someone just came into the scene and just unapologetically just said all the shit that people really think of, but are too scared to say because of cancel culture, and right. just like went in like M, just like unapologetically just fucking just crushed it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it could survive. Well, people try that, you know. I've I've seen other artists kind of try that that approach. They and, just don't have the skill that Adam has. Like he, his skill, his skill is just like on a whole other level. It's that, I think music is also so saturated. It's, it's, you it's know, just garbage. And it, no it, it, it's it. so saturated and it's so, you know, you gotta sit, no one's sifting through like piles and piles of hip hop and, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's and true. finding the one, you know, the, the couple gems spread out, you know, the good, dudes over the everybody who's trying to sound the same right and then unfortunately the dudes that all sound the same or have a similar style going for that generation or that time you know they're the ones that have the nothing to them right they're just fucking making music and it's popping off but they're the ones like with the soundcloud rapper age right that that whole thing happened conscious rappers ain't they didn't take that platform right so it's like you know yeah, and then again, we people have the technology. Like we got, we got a setup here. You could fucking it's it's just a, a weird whole song right here, right here. <clears throat> yeah, you could, right but it doesn't mean that it's gonna get viewed, right? Yeah, but I'm saying that that's why the saturation because there's so many people that just have the Are accessibility doing it. to it. It's like right there, so they can just right fuck it like that. Should I never made a song? You fuck around, make a song. We just set up right here, right? You know, right. You know I mean, it's like that's why that's where the saturation comes from. But like people are just. Yeah, just pumping content. Regardless, <laughs> but regardless of level of skill that I'm at, comparatively, it's like yeah. Even if it was in this day and age, it would not go unnoticed. Just the time and everything, right? And yeah. like those '90s and every other white rapper at that time was not sounding like Eminem or any or anything like that, right? Or you know, just like I'm sure there were mad underground guys in the '90s that were white and just fucking crushing it, but like uh, underground hip hop MCs. Other than Eminem, you know, but as far as like him, he was just that diamond in the rough, man. He, we'll see, man. It's all me- what's meant to be is meant to be in this fucking crazy journey of life, and we've got some big aspirations and 
And when we look up to others that have done it, whether it's to look into their success stories and what separates, you know, them from achieving what they've wanted and everything. It's like, those are some big shoes that we got to try and fill. And it only get, they only get bigger and bigger and bigger for every type of industry that you might think of, you know, it's like, it's just constantly growing and evolving and you got to keep up with it. (laughs) And it changes, it changes all the time. Like with this music shit, I look, I look back on my music and I'm honestly super proud of everything I've done. And I think, I, when I hear it, I'm like, dude, this shit is top tier. I need to fucking do something with this. That's all. What that's what always has like kept me going with it is the fact that I listen to it and it's like, you know, I know it within can myself you, that if it was trash, I wouldn't fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, could you tap? Could you when you listen to some stuff? Can you like tap back into like like your like 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 what you were thinking or like. Oh yeah, back so you can kind of like does it like trip you out sometimes? You go listen to some stuff back and you so, go, Whoa, like so. There's a podcast I did for my 27th birthday. Uh-huh. I went through a decade of music, so I went I went through music I put out from 16 Jeez. to 26, 27, Jeez. and it was 10 albums. So pretty much like a project per year. And I picked the best songs that kind of represented that time. And I would play like two clips of each, like two clips of the songs or a clip of the song. And then I would come in and I would talk about it. And I mean, it's up on the, on the podcast. I'll have to share you the link, but it was crazy looking back on it and going from, you know, from 16 to 26. And I could tell you what I was going through at that time, just based on the song, what, what year it was, you know, when that's what that's, was going cool on, who I was living with. Um, you know, I could really tell you, I, I speak on it and stuff. And also what, what was going on in the sense that that's what made me write that type of shit. And then just seeing the growth in sound. I gotta listen and, to that one. In confidence and cadence and everything, and I gotta listen. To that yeah, one. it was it was cool, a cool little experiment to do, you know, just like reflect <laughs> on my music and what you've created and stuff for. Yeah, no, a while. That's, that's dope. I think that's like that's like the coolest shit too. And like, then you have all these podcasts. Then yeah, and I'm these doing these podcasts. And that's like the coolest thing too, because I'm looking at it like this: like you keep doing it, it fucking be dope. Like this shit pops off. Like regardless of all of that the end of the day at some point in time in the future it's like the music you're gonna get to sit down you can listen back and yeah everybody could listen it's like kind of like your own like it's only like people uh my girl she writes she like always writes 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 and then like she'll look back and like reminisce on where she was mentally in the past and it's like Mm -hmm. kind of like the same thing but it's a lot less taxing because you're not sitting there fucking writing all night but at the end of the day you have like some free-flowing like thought and just all of this and at the end of the day it's like dude five ten years from now We could fucking sit down, another one, and <laughs> yeah, listen yeah. to this, and then sit down and be like, "Holy well, shit!" Well, talk to Pacinos, man. I mean, I got you know, I got the sponsor from Anchor, and I get paid for that. But I'd like to have some more sponsors if I could get like Is Pacinos. Anchor's the platform, and they link you up with their their own ad, and you make a we record an ad for them, and you know they pay you per ad. And so, the more ads you have, you get an ad, you get a penny per play per ad so if i had three different ads on there i'd be getting three pennies per play oh okay right and so um and then they do like they pay you out like every 15 bucks or 20 bucks you know depending on the um sponsor active sponsor and i'm currently at my first sponsor 
right? The anchor, the, the, the original one that everyone starts off with. You could do this. You could start your own podcast for free and make money. <laughs> and, um, one, I'm pretty sure once I get over this like $15 mark, it's going to open up the avenue because it'll hit a new threshold of how many listeners I've had. It'll, um, open up the avenue to more. I'll have to re-record an ad again, and hopefully I'm hoping that there'll be other ads that I'm eligible for. If you could look at it that's that way. And so uh, maybe talk to the guy at Pacino's. Maybe he'd want to do something like that, like see how much it is to, you know, sponsor some podcasts if it's $15, and that $15 is going to, you know, take somebody two months to – to fill out in plays, then that's not a bad investment for him because he could put like 200 bucks down and just like sponsor a bunch of podcasts from all over and they're talking about Pacinos, you know, and that's a good point. 30 for 30 seconds, you know. So, yeah, that, that's another thing I'm looking into getting more of these, just growing it, you know. I did this just for fun and I guess for self reflection and talking. And dude, what's crazy is this shows you, you know, where I didn't show you before when you walked in, but it shows you the geographic of everybody that's tuning in from where the percentage from all these states, uh, all the analytics, but yeah, the podcast has been fun and, you know, it kind of just helped me out in a time where I was doing something creative like this, um, that I wanted to do for a while where in a time where I wasn't like writing as much music, I was making, I've been making beats, you know, pretty consistently Mm -hmm. just figuring out sounds. I think that's mostly also with the change in music and why I wasn't writing so much is because I want to figure out the right type of sound. Um, but yeah, the podcast fucking, I knew they were going to be a good idea ever since I did them with the studio as, as the pregame podcast where I had you and Michael on before. <laughs> I want to hear that audio, man. I'm I curious. I don't know what was talked about. I remember Jack shit. All I remember is him getting really hot at one point. I think uh, a lot of it was about the show and stuff because it was very recent to you know you getting you guys getting out of the show and you know we were those those were the times where we were really like going out and you were like um, how can I say it like you know embracing the fruits of that <laughs> of that show right that was the only fruits that I got so what else is there to embrace you know no I mean you had to you know it's part of it it's part of the I finally made my I, I made my peace with it, you know, taking some time, and I'm obviously very <laughs> resentful for like how it was. Some articles came out about uh, about that show um, and about how a girl was sexually assaulted on there, which I spoke about continuously. In that season, yeah. So I so I spoke about that freely in the open, and I realized shortly after I put it up, like very ap- closely after I came back, when I spoke about it publicly, I, I on like uh, social media, I realized. I am not the person like it's, this is her story. This is, you know, on her and I'm, I'm in no way, shape or form the person that should be speaking on this. I was upset that nothing was being said, but then at the end of the day, that's her thing to do. It's on her time. I can't, you know, it has nothing to do with me. I was more frustrated with that because we got obviously robbed of our money off of it, all that stuff. And I thought to myself that they're not going to let that happen considering that they know that we know what happened here, which is very illegal. And sure enough, it's been what fucking like five, six years. She came out with a story. It came out on uh, the Daily Post or whatever, Daily News, whatever. And then it like got reposted by E! 
now they gave it like TMZ and like everyone started getting traction. I'm sure she's probably going to settle somewhere at a court about it. I don't know the details, but when I was talking to a reporter, I was like, listen, I was like, yeah, this is the story. But also there's a story about how they legally fucked us out of all of this money and like what they <laughs> did to all of us. And like at the end of the day, I'm Jeez. like, there's like a lot more. And she, and the, the reality of it is she's told them about that too. She was like, listen, the bigger, not bigger, but the story here is like, there's a lot of like illegal shit that happened here. And to me, it's like, I don't know. Like I, I, I genuinely fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. I hate everything they stand for. I don't want. I, I wish. I wish for no one. No one can ever go through what me and the rest of them went through because everyone else walked away with a good check, you know. So like, but like at the end of the day, I I had to take that anger that was deep deep down, and I it was I don't know it was toxic, man. It was a fucking toxic situation. I have my closest friend from the show telling me that. He thinks it negatively impacted me more, more than probably anyone else that went through there. I'm not sitting here playing victim because fuck them. But the reality of it is I I think just recently I kind of had a moment where I was like scrolling through Netflix and the show was picked up by Netflix. My season's not on there. I don't think my season's going to go anywhere because these sexual well, assault. Well, so you, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to post that why? on Netflix. Cause Cause, why? Because who are I, they blaming? You? It has nothing to do with me. Oh, exactly. no, no. Oh, oh so by the way, I should have said that matter? immediately when I brought up sexual assault. <laughs> Holy fuck. Why, why would, why would oh, it Oh, it has matter? nothing to do with me. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. I, gotta, I know, but I know, why I should have said that immediately for if anyone fucking was like, this is that. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with me. I'm very- yeah, I'm, so I'm, if I'm, it has nothing to do with you, why would it matter about your show? Well, because it was on the show. So No, but, I'm talking about, oh, they're talking about putting out Are You The One on on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, so they're, they're talking about taking it down now? Season, no, season one and two were on there. My season's five, so uh, so they so they when when uh, when the sexual assault story came out, they took down that season from all the platforms. They like held out season five, and I think that I think there's a result of that. I think that will ultimately be gone. I'm hoping. I, I know it's some places to be found, but ultimately it's so fraudulent how everything's portrayed. Anyway, it's like I don't like that even being out there. Anyway, well, it's reality TV. I know, bullshit, and it's some, and know? I'm not gonna stand and play the victim. I made the choice. I did it. You know, it's my call. But I came to the reality recently where I made my peace with it when I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw the the thing and I said to myself, look at all of these different films and TV shows and movies and, and look like, at all these little boxes. And this is just one of them. Yeah. This is just one, one of them. them. This is just one. I one need to them. just focus on having different boxes. Yeah. That's just that's one it. little box. It's not the that's end of it. the fucking world. This is no. one box. I'm going to be on this path for some time i'm gonna do more boxes yeah this is one box that i it was just a wrong yeah. turn look and at the ovan right the ovan was on a fucking reality tv show way back yeah, he was on the, the challenge day. and they told him he would be shit or something like and, that. Like, and then he fucking you know he's come a long way to being a comedian to being a, you know and nobody knows and nobody knows and, nobody knows that nobody knows that he was even on that yeah yeah only like the fans that listen to him right he'll fucking talk about it and stuff but yeah nobody yeah. you know if they saw him randomly and at a for the comedy show or something like on netflix they wouldn't yeah yeah then that's and that's ultimately like yeah. where like i and part of me with that part like when we did that last podcast It'd just we be a fun fact when people do those like famous people 10 facts you didn't fucking know about him. yeah yeah <clears throat> and at the end of the day it's like yeah you know but i just i just personally don't like that like because because to the to the more uh how do i put, put this the more simple people it's <laughs> the more simple people in society they watch this and they go, they they believe it and they go, oh, this is who this person is. So to that, it's like, it's like at the end of the day, it's like I don't know, I just don't like, 
I just don't like having to answer things that like were kind of created by other people. Yeah. You feel like you feel like yeah. Because it, goes, it reality, goes back to sound. It sound a whole lot like TikTok. <laughs> the real because the reality of it is, it's like like the the thing about reality TV in comparison to any other source of entertainment, aside from music, because music is personal. But even with rapping, you could be like, oh, it's just you know, rapping. It's just no, it's not real life. It's just you know, it's raps. But at the end of the day, reality TV, you have someone behind the scenes. You know what I mean? It could be someone you don't even respect. Somebody who thinks like a fucking clown, right? Behind the scenes, they're creating an image that's supposed to be portrayed to the public as who you are. So you're basically to be like, you know, in that zone. It's like you could obviously be a really good reality TV person, but it always depends on the production crew. It's who's it's who's doing it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, whatever they're going to show, however they're going to make it, is only as dope or as lame as whoever is editing and making it and creating the storylines. You know, you could provide countless, you could provide amazing moments, funny ass situations, very likable, awesome personality like traits and stuff. But at the end of the day, that could all be just be taken out. It's whatever yeah. they want. So at the end of the day, it's 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 all about the the production, like the who the production crew is, you know what I mean? The producers for it. And also you have to be aware that you're ultimately like essentially like a puppet. That you're basically, it's almost like I look at it, my situation. I feel that's only the biggest moment in my life where I felt like a sheep. I felt like I was herded into a group and I allowed somebody just to kind of <laughs> use me in a way of like, of like here, like we're going to make, we're going to get like a bunch of, cause it's the biggest publicity I ever got till date. Yeah. So it's like people, they created a narrative for who they think I am. And then people are coming up to me in public. Like you were with me, the little thing, put, taking a picture of me. Then they talk to me and they're like, holy shit, you're way different than I thought you were. And that's a shitty thing to have yeah. an unauthentic view out there. What's different about this well, than here, anything else is, yeah. like, here's if you're the, an actor, if you're an actor, thing, your your real personality is not. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Is like, yeah. think about all the people out there, the simpletons out there that freak out over actors or celebrity actors and stuff like that, and think that they are the character that they saw in the movie. Right? How many times is the villain of a fucking movie kind of like hated or booed or something like that or just looked at a certain way or you know what i'm talking about but like, i think that's more of like, like wwe you, they're gonna perceive you maybe like they play into like the, the, the thing but they in the WWE, back of their minds they're but, not like hating them you know i know but also like i don't know man I don't know. I, I don't put like any more importance on the show because the show is nothing. The fucking the, the thing is like no views. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's it's no. minuscule. Well, what about well, let's let's you know then steer away from the subject. What about just acting in general? Have you been going to the acting classes and all that? Stuff? Uh the since COVID started, they did it all on Zoom. And to me, it's like I don't really care to like. To me, it's like I'm sitting in a group, and I'm not to say there's some really talented actors in there, but when you're in like a group of like you know like people starting acting. And it's like they're trying to learn. It's like – so what you're, I, from my understanding, when it went to Zoom is you're sitting in and you're watching like playbacks of people's like scenes, like their monologues on their own. Right. And to me, it's like you're going to spend like hours of your time sitting there watching people's like stuff. It's like it's like I don't – I feel like that would be more – and you're paying for it too on top of that. So yeah. keep into consideration that like – so to me, I, I, I stepped away from that. I said, hey, as soon as it comes back in person, I'm there. But I, I, you know, I spent years doing that. So yeah. I felt like you know my – that coach came to me at a point. He said, Hey, he said, you, you know, you're at a good point right now. He's like, he's like, you could start, you could focus less on building your ability and like, you know, like grinding out like that. He's like, I think you're at a point where now all you need is a role that's fitting for you. And that's right for you. And I think you're good. And that's when I said, okay, I'm going to stop focusing so hard on, 
getting better, which, you know, obviously I still focus on, but you know, yeah. it's, um, and I started looking in different directions. That's where all the different ideas came from. But yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to, uh, it's just, it'd be really cool for that, you know, to all play on. That's why I came up with the idea to kind of get together with the production crew and like everybody else and take like the good actors around me. I know and create a project, which I have been continuously working on as far as like the morning ritual thing I was telling you about. That's part of it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm continuously writing and like, you know, are you still writing by the way? Not, not too much. I write like offshoot ideas, quick ideas. But like I said, I go through these phases, right? Where right now I'm, I should, I'll probably start writing again, you know, just because I'm writing music again and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm like creatively that's coming out more. So, you know, we'll see. I feel like I go through like phases, but I did think about um, going back into that story I was writing or just like, you know, just incorporating more of, I don't know, these like literary elements that I've been thinking about and just, you know, stuff that I see is what works in a sense, yeah. but then just doing it in my own way, obviously. And uh, I'm thinking of cool ideas as to what could be a cool script, you know. I had uh, Crystal Turner on and she's writing something and she says she wants me to act in it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. You know, I, I should link you up with her too. Cause if you guys are writing and acting, I know she's doing the same. Could just be good to just, you know. Yeah. Just see it's just having creatives together and kind of bounce ideas off. Yeah, is always yeah. dope. That's another actor right there. An actress, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just at a point right now where I feel like, um, I feel like there's just so much that's like right there, you know, it's like, like there's there's so much potential there for these things, and it's just not yeah, really putting and the Netflix, work. Netflix. You know? Think about all these people that could just buy. I mean, that's that's also got to be the the different vision of an entrepreneur mind state versus of like I'm gonna get this job and do this and that. Here's how I think. I look at Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, HBO, Netflix, everything. I look at all those. As potential things that could buy your fucking script. Yes. Look at how much shit they are pumping out of those fucking places. All right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might not own all. You might not even own the first first thing you fucking write. You might have to just sell it just to get your fucking name out there. You know, just to get your foot in the door with Netflix or one of these big production companies. But like, that's the way I look at it. Right? Is like, oh, maybe if I write something fucking dope enough, yeah. You know, you could send it to that. And here's the thing. How many people are doing that? Let's say that there is some people fucking trying that. Oh, how many people? Under, every screen, every right. But how many, but on top of that, how many like average Joes are going out to try that to do it? Oh, no. no so you're they're, already they're, they're weeding out. The, that's the, I like the, to, the norm. I like to think of these podcasts. Some, some of them have like themes sometimes. And this one is weeding through the competition to get what you want. You know what I, I mean? Like it's that. like, you put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the the hard work to create something and you send it off to a, you know production companies like that. You could get denied for your first 10 projects, 20 projects, but maybe something fucking hits. You're just weeding through that competition. You're just getting your name out there more and more and that it's all about consistency, man. It's it's but with writing, right? In terms of like writing a script or writing an idea, I don't know if 
maybe I just don't have enough knowledge about it, but how long does something have to be, right? Do I have to write a fucking book? Do I have to write an essay? Do I have to write, or, you know, I just write little things here and there, quick ideas. You know, I have an idea for like, a comic book that I could do. I have an idea for a kid's book that I could do. I have an idea for a fucking weird science fiction novel, you know? From my understanding, I've studied a lot of different scripts. I, I, I watch, uh, I watch a lot of different screenwriters like their, uh, like YouTube, um, like interviews. Um, there's someone I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't think of his name. He's one of these top tier writers. He, like, has all these different, like, there's some strange things that I've, like, heard. Like, there was this one, I can't remember who said it. I think of his name soon, but he was, like, saying, like, he writes and he finds, he feels like he gets in this place where he, like, like, doles out or, like, he needs, like, a refresh. So he's, like, I'll take fucking four or five showers a day and I'll change my clothes just so I feel, like, you know, refreshed and I'll start writing. And, like, weird things I've picked up on. But mm-hmm. with all of this said, I, uh, I, there's a different, as far as, like, how you write it, it's all different because you can sit there and write in a great detail um, about everything as far as like setting like the scene and all that and the dialogue. But there's also projects out there where basically none of that was written, like Days and Confused with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, from what I remember, how that was screenwritten is they kind of like set it up, but they didn't really have any dialogue. They kind of improvised the whole thing. From my understanding, yeah, it was like they kind of set the story, mm-hmm. the story, but they kind of acted out how they wanted to. But that's got to be like a production crew just having a quick idea, and since they have all the means of creating the movie, they just go about and create it. Whereas like us, we gotta fucking write it out, almost like a business plan. Like, hey, look at look at this that could make you money if you fucking buy it, and you know, give me an opportunity in life. Um, yeah, just like uh, with the crew down. Like I said, we just uh, we shot a pilot for Netflix. Um, I think it was for Netflix. I can't remember. It was one of these big platforms. We shot this pilot down in Miami uh, in the last month or two. Forgive me, my train, my fucking track of time when it is went off the window. So my sense of time anyway. So like, could have been three, four, for all I know. But anyway, we shot this uh, pilot, and the crew that was uh, shooting it um, is my crew. It's the media monsters crew. So it's like my boys over there. They're on set with three reds. They have three reds, and they're shooting like this pilot. And I'm like looking at, it, and he's like, no matter what, this is gonna be the highest quality as far as looking all that. It, it, the, the 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 set and everything. I mean, that's just so was, important was now. A one. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, these are the guys, and I have a really good friendship with them. I'm tight as fuck with them. So like at the end of the day, I brought my idea up. Like he, like Brian was the first one to know about it. The guy who owns it, he loves it. Right, I brought it to one of the other guys who were chopping up ideas. He was like, fuck yeah. I was giving detail. They were like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, that reinforcement tells me I have something. Like They told me flat out like they have people that, because like, they continuously make stuff, that they could like, they, they have no doubt they could find funding. If yeah. Enough. So at the end of the day, like I have like everything. It's all like about wading right through that competition. Yeah, I have it aligned because at the end of the day, I don't know where I saw, I might have read it somewhere. I might have thought of it. I probably read it somewhere and subconsciously thought I thought it up. But it was like, why you know why you're sitting here like chasing after like a seat at a table it's like why not just build your own fucking table you know so like that's the kind of where my head's been at i, I think at, like i was like you know what i talk i joke with michael about this mike halpern a lot um he'll just call me up and have conversations like this podcast with me we're talking mm-hmm. about an hour just like this about shit. yeah yeah and he called me up and we were talking about 
this whole concept and he said to me he goes because you know i think personally a lot about your situation he goes what if you never did the show and you went to la instead and like just tried to like you know did the classes and just kept going after audition after audition he goes for some reason in my gut he goes on my mother he goes i believe that you would have been you would have done something significant by now but he goes but he said to me he goes uh i said in response as far as like going out there and chasing that thing i go yeah I go, but a lot of these guys, they just chase after every audition, every role, you know, they have no control. It's whatever. They'll take anything because they're starving actors, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get into a position where you're in like an A-list or a fire film, really good film, get some screen time, all that. That's the height of your career and it might not lead to jack shit in the end. And there's the possibility. And I don't like to look at everybody else's case, but that's just a possibility by chasing. And I feel like having more control and making your own project, like... Like, I, if you, like, look at, like, Sylvester Stallone, his story. Or you look at, like, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right. Will. It's like they have these stories. They're A-list. They're top tier. And that's because they created their own. They they made their – they paved their own way. But, mm-hmm. um, but like, so Michael's response to me but and the response to that was, he goes, I think about this guy often. He goes, the movie's uh, Hitch. Now, I don't remember it. And I should Hitch, watch it. the Will Smith movie? Yeah. He goes, there's a moment in Hitch where there's this guy. And he comes up to him. He's like, he basically wants to use him to get laid. And he's like, he's like the scene, just him and Will Smith. And he has this whole scene and he goes, and then you never see the guy again. And I don't remember the scene on top of my head. I don't know the guy. I think it was at the beginning. I should, look into, I should look into it. But he goes, Michael says to me, you know, that guy to get that role probably had like, you know, he probably out in LA for years and years and years, grinded it out, got this role, probably shot this thing. was thinking, I got this moment with Will fucking Smith in the movie. Da, 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 da. Probably telling all his friends and family yeah. about it. Guess this small moment, and then it leads to nothing. I gotta look into it if really nothing happened after that. But the hypothetical is, you can invest all that time. That's one lane. I'm not knocking it, but yeah, like it's like the generic thing. Hey, fly to California, bum it out, fucking just grind, grind, grind. But yeah. I feel like having been here, made the connections I've made, done everything that I've done. Just I feel like in a way it is kind of. I guess you want to go universe or whatever the fuck you want to say. It kind of pushed in a way where this, in my mind, is the no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the more the longer road, right? It's yeah. the longer road, the more mature road. The you know, who's to say? I guess that's my opinion in a sense. Just live in that because I've taken the longer road too, right? It's not like I've just been out here making stuff to try and just, you know blow up fast off of what's popping now or whatever or be some sort of gimmick i've just been who i am about it mm-hmm. and try to be independent on what i do and uh, yeah man it's just a long road <laughs> it takes time until it, it's it all kind of just puts in falls into place right and uh may, you know right now there aren't really i guess those stories right like the rocky about like sylvester stallone really making his own movie or maybe there are and we're just not seeing it right um but you'll never know till we fucking you know till you get it done exactly and that's and that's at the end of the day it's like and the the reality of it is to me is this is something that we're gonna have recorded and always have and it's like at the end of the day it's like i'm in a position in my life at my age right now in this moment where I have everything around me set up in a way where I just, my gut feeling is that this could work out and I'll be damned if time goes by like the amount of time and I'm listening back on this and that doesn't happen like that, that'd be haunting. So it's like, uh, this, this has to happen. That's like, and I'm telling you right now as like something that will have 
always have. My gut on this one is this this is gonna be this this I think is the silver lining to all the bullshit that I've had to endure for all this time. You know what I mean? I think that this is it and it's gonna be a result of me and the shit that I've been through and like just the good connections and all that stuff. But ultimately like I think I think this is what ultimately in the end is gonna make me look at all the all the bullshit that I couldn't really rationalize in my mind for why I had to deal with and go, okay. I think, you know what I mean? I think I finally have figured that and I've found that. And that's, it's, it's not even just wishful thinking. I just have a gut feeling. I think, I, I think this could be it. And, you know, at the end of the day, even if it wasn't to be, which I hate to even throw that out there, but I'm not going to fucking stop trying. You know, if I come this far to keep doing that, it's like, it's like, it'd be a, you know, it'd be a disservice to, to stop there, yeah, you know, but exactly. at the end of the day, I feel like, I don't know, man, I feel like, uh, I feel like right now it's a great like that and that that too and even beyond that it's like I think just keep writing man like like uh Jake we went to uh, lunch the other day he had a some sort of deal situation fall through we were grabbing lunch and he was he was telling me he's like I'm sick of this rat race man he's like I'm sick of it he's like uh and then he continued, I was like wondering where he was bringing the conversation to and he goes I've been writing man he's like and it came to me he's like I'm finishing up on this he's like he was talking about your the storyline that you made. And he was like, I was like, is he still making? He's like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm gonna just going to keep writing and writing and writing. And at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll read through it. And I was like, if anything, we can construct something. And that would be like the dopest thing in the world to me if we like, you know, at the end of the day, like we collectively came together and we could like make something happen. Yeah, be down. I mean, even if we took like, Sick, dude. even if we took like Wednesday nights, right? Like a night like tonight and just... Threw out ideas, each started writing, send each other the copies, you know, so that we, we all have like, um, you know, everybody's copies. We're all on the same page and we're all adding and editing together. I'm sure we could come out with something yeah. dope, you know. And the, the thing to me too is like I've come to realize from like screenwriting and having groups, it's like, yeah, like that's how we ultimately came up with the idea in the first place. We're on that backyard kicking ideas. But I've come to realize that when you collectively come together with like a group and you're like deciding stuff, people have so many different envisions. Like we could talk a scene, but in mm-hmm. your mind, you're going to play it on a way different way than probably I am. We could be somewhere on the same thing. Yeah. So to me, what I think is like take a concept. And then people, I think that's how I'm, I, I, that has to be how like fucking writers work. They probably write their own versions of something and then they come back together and then they play it out and then they fucking for go sure. It. I mean, there's probably many different methods yeah. to, to each show, but you know, I'm sure I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of them make it up on the spot when they get like, you know, uh, they have like a meeting or whatever. And that's where they really start throwing out ideas They'll solidify on, on ideas. They'll go back. They'll write, and then they'll come back again. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I'm sure if we just like had a fucking big whiteboard, and we just started writing up ideas on there, crossing out ideas, just you know, and also just hanging out, taking the vibe in, getting in a zone to where it's like we could freely, you know, create stuff and yeah. and and not be like distracted by things whether it's other people walking into the house like if i was if we were to do it i would suggest maybe doing it in here Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's not as spacious as the house but it's less distraction we could just like have legit just writing and just fucking you know make it a vibe you know i'm in complete agreement with you man 
I like, I think, uh, I think there's, and a it lot. would just be great to, to do and just yeah. like hang out and be productive, you know? And I'm just, I'm at that age where I'd rather do that than go, go to a bar or something like that. And, you know, I'd rather just be more productive with my time, you know? And like the fact that, you know, not to knock anything down, like go watch sports and shit like that. I watch the fights, but instead of watching the hockey game tonight, we're fucking doing a podcast tonight. That's productive to me, you know. Like, yeah, no, I like I doing that shit. That, and I look that at I'm this leaving as... stuff behind. I'm, I'm uh, progressing yeah. in whatever fucking journey this is, and yeah, man. And that's it, man. Rather than spending money. Yeah, <laughs> even regardless of the, end of the podcast, I was like, man, it's been too long since I've like seen you and like chopped it with you. And For it's like, sure. Realistically, to me, it's like I have not once in this whole entire thing thought to myself about. This is a podcast and people are listening to this. I have not even put any thought. This has just been genuinely a conversation that like I like I haven't seen you, I haven't talked to you. This is just some shit that we if even if this wasn't playing right now, we would have had sitting here anyway. So yeah. I haven't even like thought of anything about that or what would be interesting to like and then we spent probably the first thirty minutes just talking about fights. Yeah, and well shit, that's you know? why that's why I'm the host. I try to keep it on like, yeah. I try to think of the people that are listening. Cause, dude, it's wild. There really is fucking people from like random ass states tuning in, and it'll show me like the city and stuff. And shout out, huh? Consistently, yeah, like the same people. Always yeah, yeah, like you know, I don't know. I'm getting like average on the high ones, maybe like thirty plays. Nice, you know, over time and stuff. And but they're consistent people. Yeah, it says it says uh, twenty eight unique listeners. I so that's just unique people just tuning in from all sorts of places. And that's the thing that I've seen too. It's like uh and somebody I think somebody said that to and me. And it fluctuates. Music. It's like uh it's like a lot of people they start doing stuff and that's how you know they're doing it for the wrong reasons because they'll do something for like a couple months, half a year <laughs> and it, it and, and it won't do the what they expected, you know what I mean? So then they switch up. But when you like what you do and you're enjoying it, you don't really think about that. That inevitably will come. So it's like you're on an episode. You said fifty three. So you're on fifty three. It's like you're yeah. not even sitting here looking like that. Like you just like to do it. So inevitably, yeah, it'll pop off because eventually it's just like like Rogan's like the biggest one in the world. Yeah. He just kept doing it, and then you know people aren't like all that in there. But at the end yeah. of the day, all it takes is like one two moments, and then bang, all of this. You have all this material for everyone Ex- to listen. Exactly. To. I mean. And uh, the thing that got me to do it was I was seeing that people were getting, you know, like people I knew were doing podcasts and, you know, not to take anything from them, but I would see, oh, they started a podcast. Oh, they got three episodes. That's awesome. How did they get it on? I saw a little anchor thing. All right, I'm going to get on that. I got, I did my own, you know, they're not consistent like that. Like I was putting out for the most part, three fucking podcasts a week. This week I'm putting out three podcasts, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it's so I just been doing it, man. I fucking I dig it. <laughs> like, we've already been at two hours, that's crazy. So, two hours, man, that fucking, and it just flies, it just went, flies. It went so fast, yeah. It started with the glory kickboxing. <laughs> we could probably end it with the glory kickboxing. Um, but yeah, bro, you know, speaking, speaking of fighting, uh, Troy said to me at the house the other day, I was watching a thing on, uh, Something on uh, Jake Paul. Something about he's he's going with Tyrone Woodley. And I was yes, like, he's fighting Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's insane. Have you seen how big that motherfucker's been looking? Maybe he's crazy. I so. mean, yeah, I don't know. I think they're about the – but you see them, you know, stood up to each other and uh, 
but like at the same time, well, so I'm watching this, right? And Troy comes walking and he goes, how crazy would it be? How dope would it be if the Diaz brothers and the Paul brothers went at it? I'm sure that might be next. Dude, that, oh, would be, be that would be so damn epic, man. Like, yeah. think about that. Not Nate Diaz come out, give a fuck, just smoking a yeah. blunt, just like, dude, just probably smack him right then and there. Yeah. Dude, it'd be crazy. It would yeah. be like probably the best possible thing. Think yeah. about that. The Diaz brothers. Yeah. Craziness. Craziness. I, that, yeah, you brought that That'd up a little sick. bit. I started I mean, thinking about it. I was like. That would be a great yeah. one to watch before the Diaz, you know, retire, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those Paul brothers are fucking crushing it. Yeah, you know me. they're they're crushing it. They fought the biggest boxer in the world. He's fighting. You know the other. I I believe that Jake Paul's the better boxer for sure. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Um, if he would have gone against Floyd, that would have been a whole different battle. That would have been a whole different battle. You can just tell just by his size how he moves. Oh no doubt, how he throws punches compared to his brother. Not taking anything from Logan Paul out, but you know. You can just see it, you know. You see how somebody throws a punch, and he's got some serious, like, short punches. Oh, is that coming off? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, quick technical difficulties got that resolved. <laughs> Pull the mic straight off the fuck. Yeah, yeah, hey. but yeah, those Paul brothers, man. That Paul, Paul brothers versus Diaz brothers, that'd be wild. Yeah, man. I'd be like, that'd be huge. It'd be huge. Like, dude, they make this so much money, man. Yeah. So much money. And all, like, just the attention they're bringing to boxing. I mean, it's cool. It's cool at the end of the day. Yeah. But the numbers that they're doing, it's like, how, like, if you, if, if, if they're right, if Jake Paul is right, if everything's correct that he's saying about the numbers, which Dana White keeps saying it's not, mm-hmm. UFC is fucking crooks, man. <laughs> like, if it's correct, that's a crazy, like, yeah, I mean, but you got to think these are main event guys. This isn't like, yeah. you know, the UFC pays their main event guys. Yeah, but they, like the, I think it was like Usman made like a mill. Exactly. How much? How much? Um, Usman made a mill to beat uh, to fight uh, Rosmel. Well, it's like a real. You got a YouTube kid that I, I mean, a TikTok kid. He's, apparently, they claim he made five. Dude, himself. There's no way. There's, There's just no, no way. way. There's just no way. There's just no way. Maybe the event itself yeah. made five million dollars. You gotta think. You like, gotta what? think. There's no way. I don't know. There's no way. I'm not that sure. That has to be bullshit. Yeah, there's no way. You know, I mean it could it could be that more viewers of just general population are tuning in to watch that versus actual fight fans, and actual fight fans are still not as large as the average viewer who's going to watch something, you know, a celebrity boxing match. Maybe it could be something like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like UFC, I feel like UFC just pays, probably pays plenty. If you think about it, like dude, if I mean the, only the main guys are getting paid a ton of money, like insane amount of money, but that's because they're the main guys, right? The guys coming up, they're obviously not making that, but they're coming out with $40,000 purses. You know oh, yeah, I mean? no, but that's I'm saying, a, I'm that's saying a great amount of money, but they're not the top, right? When you look at Jake Paul versus whoever or Logan Paul versus whoever, they're the top guys because they made it so, right? They just, <laughs> they just went, they put in the cheat codes and they went straight to the boss fight. You know what I mean? Uh, because of, I guess, their 
you know, their tenacity and, but also their, you know, them being celebrities, right? So this is if you Google Jake Paul's pay for the last fight or with Ben Askren. He's saying his fight with Ben Askren made $65 million. That's insane. Well, see, here's the thing. But they also had to pay everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was to start fighting, I would do There's that no for sure to try and get on like a thriller fight and just get paid or not even just get paid, but just have a, a larger audience be like, oh, this guy's a musician and artist and whatever. Get the whole fucking background in there and just be like, he's got balls for fighting a real fighter. And then I'll come out and, you know, hold my he own. He says he was guaranteed to make 690000 but he could have earned 20 times that once the everything because he got the pay per view. So people are saying it could have earned in excess of 10 million for the Ben Askren fight. But it's said that Usman made 1 million in a fucking title fight. Let me see. Usman. Well, because, you know, the UFC probably didn't make on that night $65 million. You know? They're saying purse payout was 700000 to Usman. Yeah, I mean, I just have, I don't know. I feel like maybe more people are paying that 1. and 5, 1.5 watching those types of things versus but one point five compared to ten. The average person doesn't know who Kamaru Usman is, unfortunately, but they fucking might know who Jake Paul is. It's crazy what social media um, dictates. Yeah, have a point. Maybe. Look at this: buy, sell, and earn. Dodge. I just saw a fucking Doji Coin commercial. I'm staying in it, baby. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm holding. I'm, I'm staying holding. in I'm it. I'm holding. You got Troy over there, fucking shaking. I'm listening to him in the morning, <laughs> like, you know, I wait. I woke up the other morning and I'm listening to him in the kitchen, like, bitching. He's just bitching. He's just going on and on he's and on. Sell early, and, and, and then, then, and then I just hear Jake go, go. Well, how much do you have in Doge? And I'm like, I'm like one eye open, like I'm just waking up. And he's like one hundred fifty dollars. Not even. And anything. I'm just like, why am I listening to this? I'm like, dude, I'm like, my, I'm, I'm, I, dude, it shifts a cent. I move thousands of dollars almost. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like you're one hundred fifty. I like walked down my Troy. You're bitching. If you lose everything, you lost like a nice dinner, dude. Yeah, exactly. One hundred fifty dollars is nothing. I, I said Troy. I spent Compared. more than that on the fucking the uh, the fucking uh, canvases. Like, what are you even saying? Exactly. It's something that $150, great start to investing in Robinhood, right? It's a great start to being like, okay, here's $150. If I lose this, I'm completely fine with this. And then you watch that baby grow, right? And then the next fucking month or two, you go, hey, I have another $150. I'm going to put this bitch in there. And hey, if I lose it, it's okay. And then you watch that bitch grow. You know, you got to have fucking patience with that type of shit, especially when you're just putting chump change, you know, regular person money, not fucking doing these day trades. It's April 30th till today. Yeah. It's horrible. That's it's, that's horrible. That, no, and it was actually, I can't get down to the detail on but, this app. But here's it was the like, thing. It was dude. almost twice that at one point. It's going to go back up. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm like, dude, you listen, know, if, I, if, I, if I didn't think so. hasn't even hit a dollar. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't think so, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, uh, I want to be holding, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, that's the thing for me too. In 2017, when I first invested and then I pulled in 2019, I then this year calculated because I pulled like ones down now. It stayed like this for like a while. Yeah. And then inevitably I needed money for something. I think yeah. I don't know, probably after the show, I got fucked. I like came, I was like, God damn, I need some money. So I like went to pull my money. I calculate now 
what if in 2019 because i was in Chainlink and Chainlink specifically i pulled my money i bought Chainlink at 30 cents i pulled my money at god knows what dude it hit like 35 or 40 dollars at one point and then like yeah yeah and then i had like thousands and thousands and thousands of them i had that i had tron at one cent it went to like 15 cents i had all i don't even know any of those coins yeah i so i so i had all these coins i had all these alts in uh in my binance account i came to find out that you can't even use the binance system anymore because like they did like a whole different thing i don't know it's a long story short i went through i got my uh i got my my transactions this year and because you know me, I'm a sick fuck who like can't stop looking at this stuff. I looked at my transactions that were like hundreds of dollars in 2017 that I was moving around. Every single one of them was in excess of 50 grand in today that day's value. Every single one. I'm talking like my small like chain link like like three four hundred dollars. It's horrible to say. It was man. like sixty grand. I'm like, and th- to me, this is what I'm saying is, in 2019, I pulled that money for like in total less than a thousand dollars. Less than a thousand dollars in 2019. 2021, two years later, I'm looking at that money that would it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's crypto. I mean, that taking into consideration, that was the first wave when it jumped up. But with that lesson learned, you know, it's a whole different kind of generation. Yeah, now, but yeah. I'm gonna let it sit in the chance. And the chance because I can't make yeah, the same mistake twice. Put the money that you're, yeah. you're worth in losing, you know, it's already way higher than what you've put in probably right and so oh no this or last, at least this it's shown the potential I'm, d- I'm down i'm down well because you're trading it like i i legit bought it at i bought like a thousand shares at like five cents oh okay and so you know i'm like if this hits a dollar i got a thousand dollars right that, that was my mentality yeah and so I've just been letting it chill and you know. Yeah, I kept buying dips. So I was like, yeah. so like I would it would get up to like it would get up to like when it got up to like 40 cents, dip down to like 30, I'd buy more. I when it went to when it went to 70 and then dip back down to like 40. Yeah, here's the I'd thing with that is that makes kind of no no not too much sense with me is that you're making money, but you're you gotta spend money again to buy more and you're changing your position of how much you hold, right? So like it changes the number at which you own the stock at in a sense. So like if you, so like if I, if I sold 10,000 of them at uh, let's say when it hit the 70 cents. Yeah. Now today, if I bought, I would have probably like what? Like 25,000 instead. So I would have over doubled the amount if I just sold that and bought now. So now I'm accumulating now. Now, yeah, if yeah. you had sold then down. bought now, yeah, not, once, not so in between sell, it. So, so it's all about doing that, being like, all right, you hit a high. Yeah. You know what I mean? You sell. When it's worth You the, run the risk. Because then you got to have it worth, you know, be spending, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. you know, into it when it's 20 cents versus a week ago when it was 40 cents, you know? Yeah, no. And, and honestly, when it down, went down to 40 cents, I was like, fuck yeah. Like that's just part of crypto, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you ever you see those uh, you see those yeah. memes of buying the dip, and then if someone's behind him with the gun, it's like it's like the but the dip, and then the dip. Like yeah. that's, that's it is it's just part of the whole thing. But in the back of my mind now, I'm just gonna hold, and I'm not I'm not pulling my money. I'm just gonna let it no. sit because at the end of the day, you don't actually take a loss until you pull your money. Right. Until then, that's that's the only time. For right now, it's just a temporary thing. Crypto moves. 
Yeah, it, it, it moves, man. Especially, but we are, so we I remember saw, you, were, you wouldn't touch we it, bro. You wouldn't them. touch it in 2017. You were like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I just later. think I didn't like the fucking, I guess, the platforms. I guess I'm a simpleton in that way. And that once it's on, once it was on Robinhood, like for the common man, just invest in the what's on the Robinhood. That'll be, you know, fucking not on Robin the fucking Robin BTC so shady or anything. Shit, well, but just, you know, Dodgecoin. Just getting on Dodgecoin at, at Robin because they got it. And, like, you know, it took me forever to fucking deal with Qcoin. And I finally logged into Qcoin. I only yeah. got 20 bucks in <laughs> Bitcoin spread out in these random-ass weird coins, right? And it's like, you know, I guess I could get into it now. But. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I fucking feel you, man. I just, it's just at the end of the day, it's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding. I have, I have so many coins, dude. I got, I got, I'm, the, I'm right now. Actually, no, I've, I've, I've kept it in like my core of like Litecoin, Ether, uh, Doge, some Link still, some Tron still. That's really it. I just, you know, uh, at the end of the day, fuck, we should just make a coin. I don't know. I don't even know how to do, like. I was talking to some guy about it. My it buddy makes no sense uh, to me. My buddy from Canada, he owns this. That's what people are doing. They're making their yeah, own coins. Money. They have some celebrity endorsement. They like, you know, they have all like, it is is like Pog. a big ass pyramid scheme. Yeah, they got just... like one called Pog, and they got Tiger over there talking about it, and some other chick, and they like just over and just up, like, uh, man, it's just so crazy. crazy. It's so crazy. There was some kid, like he was like some some young dude. I'll send you the article. He like made one. He like made one as a joke. It was called. Uh, it was like called scam, I think. I think it was called scam as a joke. He made it on his own, figured I'd do it. We didn't put that much time. He kind of made a joke scam. And he it like had like 10 million in volume like in the first like 24 hours. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, man. Crypto's like it's nuts, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I'd I'd hold. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But all right, bro. Thank you for coming over. This My was God, a of course, good man. podcast. Regardless, regardless, I had to. We should definitely uh, get those writing sessions going. We will. We definitely will. Even if, even if anything, we just kind of all get on like a platform that we could like kind of just like read shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. just shoot ideas. Like, hey, I wrote this. Check this out, bro. Like, for sure. You know for what sure. I mean? What do you What do you think? What are your thoughts? And just have people that are not gonna. Yeah. No, yes, man. Just people that are gonna give you their genuine thoughts, where people are yeah. gonna get you know fucking insulted anyway just right what i think right right that's the thing about that kind of shit it's like it's like in any sort of creative space you know you gotta have you gotta look at stuff objectively and have thicker skin because if you're gonna write something like to me i told this is what i say to everybody when i'm like when i'm creating something i'm like hey i'm like if you have any thoughts that are remotely in any sort of different direction you know what i mean or anything at all whatever you're thinking and you just go yeah that's good i'm never gonna fucking bring it to your attention mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's like it's like if you're not going to give me your real thoughts, then what's the point of me even sharing it? You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like if, because if you're getting all sensitive, like if anyone's ever going to be like, like I was to write something, right? And then you turn around and be like, I don't like this, this, and this, and I'm going to get offended. Right. Don't, you're never going to fucking be able to make anything. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah, yeah man. Open-mindedness. 100%. <laughs> but, hell yeah, man. This was a good one. Right. All right. Peace out, motherfuckers. Check out uh, Tyler. What is it at? Ty O'Brien? Yeah, Ty O'Brien. On Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.
Believe that I 